Keep, how, keep it going. Do I remember this? Yeah, you have to remember It's that, been right? a long time. Talking that, walking that, spitting it, hoes. Smoking this shit. Nah, I uh, we wanted to keep the theme of oh. last week of playing outdated yeah. hip hop R and B songs that are so ridiculous that where's you have the, to laugh. Where's the part though? My favorite thing. This bad bitch oh, yes. Next to me. yes, yes. Ain't no telling off my dick. Oh, my dick. Is that Dre over there? Yeah. <laughs> I just took some ecstasy. Plus, ain't no telling what the side effects could be. All these fine bitches equal sex to me. Plus, I got this bad bitch laying next to me. No doubt. Set back on the couch, pants down, rubber on, set to turn that ass out. Laid the bitch out, then I put it in her mouth, pulled out, nutted on a towel, and passed out. Come on, let's get <laughs> My favorite part of the song is <laughs> bitch jumped off my dick. Is that Dre over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I'm just picturing him like in the science studio writing that down on a notepad. Yeah. Like, and like, being like oh, that's it. That's yeah. right. That, I, I hit the oh, nail on the say, head. I had to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want to be like, yeah, because I'm over there. And then. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I just haven't heard that song in a long time. Actually, I li- I'm lying. I've heard that song. Recently, because I listen to that album not a whole lot, but I've listened to it in a lift in the last. There's like, a six few months. other parts on that album that are pretty damn funny. No, there's I, I a lot of really funny parts be. on that album, but like, there's also a lot of really good songs on that. In case oh, people some don't great know, songs. That's Dr. Dre's. That's Dr. Dre 2001. 2001. I would hope you know what it is, but that it's 15 years old yeah. now. So I'm I know people in high school listen to this podcast. So why was it called Chronic 2001 when it came out in 1999? <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe because 2001 was when the world was supposed to end or something, right? No. It's like every six years the world's supposed to end. Right. So. Yeah. Or something. Do you remember um, recently that guy that said the rapture was going to happen? Yeah. And there was 2012. <laughs> which and then there was the one where the those lizard aliens were supposed to come. <laughs> People are silly. Ugh. Silly, silly. Sorry to, uh, if anyone was offended by that song. I'm yeah. not Sorry. Really, because no, that song is hilarious. Because that's funny, and if you yeah. don't think it's funny, then you should just expand your sense of humor a little bit and not get offended quite so easily. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes hand in hand with that guy asking what our favorite misogynist lyrics and rap yeah, are. Yeah, of course, that, that, that song is super misogynistic <laughs> and sexist. <laughs> that entire song is my favorite misogynistic lyric, and I don't and agree with it. And no. you could say by playing it, we're supporting it, but f- fuck off. The album's fifteen years old. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it's yeah. not. We're not. We're not playing. You know. What's <laughs> Dr. Dre is not the guy who's like ever going to a party and having sex with a bunch of women anyway. Yeah, he's been married. Yeah, he he's been married for like 30 years and he like writes all that just because he can make money. He did punch a woman in the face. Yeah, probably. D. Barnes. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Hmm. Or strangled her, one or the other. So, I mean, he's a bad person either way. Yeah, he's not so a great man by whatever. any means. Man can make some uh, beats from the West Coast, though. Can also make some beats headphones. <laughs> That you can buy for $300 for no reason, yeah. and they only sound good if you're listening to rap. And and even then, they don't. Even <laughs> then, they don't sound like, very good. But like if you try to listen to like punk or indie rock or something like on Beats headphones, it sounds like you're in like a tin shack. I yeah. don't know how to explain it. It sounds so bad. Somebody was telling me that the reason that they're like that is because they're engineered that way, but there's something... Um, like electronically, like there's a like some sort not synthesizer, but like an EQ in the headphones that's set electronically to make it sound like that. And like, 
I feel like all what? I did was make headphones that just turned the bass up a lot and then sold yeah, $300. That's essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really got it. But, I mean, they're also rated amongst the worst headphones Yeah, they're not good. Made. They're not good at all, and they're not worth anywhere close to the money they cost. No. Welcome to Big Snackers, number 50. No. <laughs> no, it's 47. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 50. No. I'm almost positive. It's not, Ryan. Are you sure? <laughs> Yeah, it's not even... Did I skip skip three weeks? Yeah, somehow. I don't understand how it's possible. This is 47? (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Big Snackers, number 47. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, We've gotten a lot of good (laughs) feedback recently. What? How did you figure... I don't understand how you thought it was 50. I don't know. I just thought it was 50. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a good episode. We have questions to answer. Nuno, the singer of the band of Wilhelm Scream, who is probably the most underrated punk band in all of America. Yeah. Oh, no. I, pretty much. Yeah, I'll pretty much agree with that. That's all, all there is to it. The band that you should be listening to. But uh, And he's going to call in. We're going to have some fun and talk about some stories because we have some stories. Because uh, in Europe, Nuno and I got into a little bit of a, a mess. <laughs> okay. And it's it's a good story. So uh, I don't know what that means. At well, all. I can tell you that we uh, messed up someone's very special day. You ruined someone's wedding. Well, I don't know we ruined it, but we messed it up. It was an accident. Well, we'll I mean, it's, we'll get uh, into the story. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, how was your week? Uh, it was good. Um, uh, what did I do? I went. Oh. Uh. I mean, I didn't really do a whole lot during the week, but then on Friday I catered my friend's uh, um, rehearsal dinner. You catered it? Like mm-hmm. you made all the food and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Will you cater my Sunday football watching? Yeah, I can if you want. That would be nice. It's a little known fact about me that I'm actually a really good cook. No, yeah, Justin in. Justin and, makes great food. Uh, and people have, like, every once in a while asked me to, like, come and, like, cater, like, weird things. Like, I, I do a pig roast every year at the at the bar May Day down in Cincinnati. Yeah. This was actually for the girl who owns May Day, her wedding. So, like, right. her whole family was there and, like, all these people were there that I didn't know. So, it was like, oh, I have to cook all this food for all these people. But we were doing a, a New England boil, which is, like, seafood. Right. Like, for, uh, you know, like shrimp and mussels and all that kind of stuff and her family is from new england so ah. it's even more daunting because you're Ooh, like oh you gotta sh- do it right yeah or they're gonna call you out oh uh, they loved it they thought it was the greatest That's awesome yeah, congratulations so, and even a guy who was a head chef at a restaurant and now owns his own restaurant here in town uh said it was really great and like really liked it a lot burger king yeah he's a, he owns a fran- burger king franchise <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool yeah he used oh. to be uh, head chef at Friendly's when it was open. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was talking on Twitter the other day with someone because they were talking about how Denny's is sad. And then someone else was like, yeah, but what about Perkins? And then I chimed in even with like, no, come on now. Friendly's. No, Shoney's. Shoney's. Always. Always. If you want to go to the worst restaurant that exists, is Applebee's. No, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And it's funny because I was talking to my friend Josh who lives in Cleveland recently. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I'm like Applebee's, I think is is the worst restaurant. And he goes, no, it can't be the worst. I mean, it's terrible. And he sat there for about two minutes, and he just goes, "Fuck." The I was funny, like, yeah, man, it's the worst restaurant. I was uh, I was actually hanging out with somebody 
on Saturday, and uh, I brought that up because I was taught we were talking. I was telling about the podcast and like I was talking about how I like to play that game, that Subway or, App- or Applebee's game with people yeah. sometimes. And um, they used to work at Applebee's, Ugh. and like they knew what all went on there. And I was like, "Well, then tell me like oh, what fuck. happens or I whatever." Don't think I want to know. And she was like, "Literally everything they have is in a bag." Yeah, absolutely. Everything that they cook is either in a fryer or in a microwave. They don't even use a griddle in the back or anything. Right. <laughs> like, like it's either a microwave or a fryer. Like that's some fucked up like <laughs> gross shit. <laughs> Like, McDonald's has grillers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, McDonald's. Like, bur- like Burger King has a flame broiler like that you can see working. No, Applebee's is just a fucking shithole that uses <laughs> microwaves and fr- deep fryers. And it's a place for like creepy 35-year-old Jimmy Buffett fans go to like hit on girls at happy hour. Yeah. And like that's what I've told people is there are restaurants with worse food than Applebee's. Applebee's is the worst restaurant. Because for the price you pay for the food and the experience you have to deal with, you could go to your local, I mean, Kroger here, but whatever your local grocery store is, buy wings, making yourself at home. They're cheaper and they would taste be better. a billion times better. Yeah. And that's why Applebee's is the worst. And TGI Fridays is right there with it. Yeah, but the sad thing and, is, is like TGI Fridays is better than Applebee's It somehow. is. But it's not but much. But TGI Fridays knows they're bad, and you know that because now they're doing unlimited appetizers. Yeah. That's how desperate they yeah. are. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it's funny. I went to a TGI Fridays in Scotland on tour. Yeah. Delicious. Other countries, you know, it's totally different everywhere. Like, have you ever been to McDonald's in Canada? No. It tastes completely different because the, the laws and rules and regulations of meat, how things can be handled are different in America. When we talked about it on here, it's fucked. Right. Yeah. Like, the most fucked in the entire world. Yeah, but I thought it was like that the point of those corporations is that everything tastes the same no matter where you go. So you don't have I think to... in America that's the point. But uh, yeah. if you go to Canada, it's definitely different. I talked yeah. to the employee. Like their laws with like cattle and milk and everything is just different. It just tastes better. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I can imagine. I still don't want to go to Canada. I'm just saying. No. If any mm-hmm. Canadian listeners, I apologize. If you live in Toronto, we're cool. Yeah, or Vancouver's fine. Vancouver. But if you, you live in Montreal and you act all you live in Montreal, shitty about everything, then... And you get and you won't take my order at at a McDonald's because I don't speak French, and you know why I don't yeah, speak the, French because I live in Ohio. Yeah, and also <laughs> because it's like you're going to a predominantly English speaking country. Stop acting yeah, like I, your small section of the country that where you speak French is better than. And other there's people. nothing wrong with that. You speak French and American. It's just that why would you well, expect English? <laughs> what you said, American? Yeah, I, on purpose, <laughs> American, and I ain't English. I live in America, no, motherfucker. You speak English? <laughs> no, yeah. It's cool if you speak English and French and like live in that part of Canada and that's your culture, and I respect that. It's just weird like when people will get rude to you, some people. No, they will. And, and I'm not making yeah. a generalization like for Montreal because we've played shows in Montreal, and I've met the m- most cool people ever. Like, But there are people in Montreal that will like look at you like you're a piece of shit because you don't speak French. Yeah. And it's like, I live in southern Ohio. I don't have a reason to know French. No, because no I tour. I tour your country two or three times a year. Yeah. And I'm in your city for one day, it's one just night, a, really. Weird. <laughs> Quebecois people are so fucking weird. Like, I went to a pizza place, and the guy spoke French. And I told him, I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't speak French." And like, he gave me a look like I seriously raped his mom. Yeah, like, like they all do that like, because they like, all act like, like like. Well, our heritage is French, and it's like. That's cool. Then why, I respect like, that. Like, if your heritage is French, then why do you have a fucking Queen of England and all your money, you stupid piece of shit? <laughs> right. Like, quit acting like, 
your small connection to another country means that you're better than anyone else. Right. Like if a, if a French person came to America and like, they try to speak French to me, I'd be like, well, sorry, I don't understand, but I also wouldn't be mad at them for not knowing English. Oh, you know I, I wouldn't mean? at all. Like, I'd just be like, well, just try and like, just, or just point to the thing that you want and I'll get it for you. You know? And it's, it's sad that we're like pointing this out in Montreal because we live in the most arrogant, shitty ass country in the world full of like the most shit bags. Yeah. Which is America. Right. Not yeah. except for ISIS. <laughs> they beheaded three people. Yeah. I think that's funny because I was reading about that today and it was like they beheaded three people and there's been 277 Americans killed by Mexican cartels in the last two years. <laughs> well, like I'd there's, say a few, there's, there's a few things about it. And this episode is going to piss people off. So brace yourselves and strap yourselves in because <laughs> I have other conversations unrelated that are going to raise different angles. But. I just look at it like this. ISIS is terrible. What they're doing is terrible. Yeah. They should be stopped. Yeah. I mean, they're murdering innocent people. Yeah. Anytime you're murdering innocent people, you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, you can't justify murdering an innocent person, whether it's Michael Brown in St. Louis or someone over in Afghanistan or Kuwait for a war that can wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only Justin got yeah. that. Um, so murdering innocent people is wrong. What ISIS is doing is wrong. But A, Americans already, of course, started acting like it's a Muslim thing, which is super racist. Yeah, it's not at all. <laughs> like, it's like the statistics are, what, like 1% to 2% or something. Yeah. Something insanely small. So when people are like, well, the Muslims have got to be stopped, it's like, you're a racist, yeah. first of all. So yeah. fuck off. And then on top of that, it's like ISIS should be stopped. But what is America doing? Because there was Saddam Hussein, then there was Osama bin Laden, and we're still over there. Killing innocent people. Right. Which is what ISIS is doing. Yeah. So, like, it's just funny to me that people have blinders on when it comes to the U.S. military. And, like, we have friends in the U.S. military. Yeah. And they're good people. But I just don't respect the military. Yeah. And that pisses people off so bad. It does. And when I say that, I don't say, I don't disrespect the military. I don't automatically blindly respect the military. Right. Because ISIS is over in the Middle East killing innocent people, and so is America. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, to be fair, the, when, the only distinction you can really make is that, like, the, like, U.S. military people are doing a job that they're told to do. True. The, well, the, ISIS is to a degree because there's a head of it. Well, no, but they're they're just a loosely banded together bunch of True. cells. You know what I mean? Just because they've had some luck taking things, like taking bases and stuff like that, they're also fucking terrible and disorganized, and they make all these like bold claims about like going into Russia and going to the Vatican and killing the Pope and stuff. And it's like in less than a year, ISIS won't exist. They're no, no, just the new like Al Qaeda like thing. But it's that's just another. There will be someone after. No, and there always will and be. America, and this is the reason why. And America will still be cowboys, right? But and this <laughs> is the reason why, and this is what nobody ever seems to understand: is why do they exist? They exist directly in result of what we've done. Yes. So absolutely. If we weren't straight up fucking shooting people and trying to like like show people that like oh our way is the best way, and this never would have happened. Every time that they bomb one of the like they use a drone and like strike like a town where they think that like a high ranking official in that in ISIS or wherever is hiding, and they, and collateral damage dictates they kill like six people. That's probably about 15 more people that just joined ISIS. Yep. Because you just killed one of their family members with a fucking remote control airplane. 
And they're like Bill Clinton bombed an aspirin factory. You remember that? And he killed I think hundreds of people. It yeah. Might not have been hundreds, right. but it was a factory full of people. Yeah. Because they thought a terrorist was there. Right. And like what kind of cowboy shit, like I just said, are we at where it's like I'm pretty sure they're there. It bomb it. Go ahead. Like, whoa, that's what whoa. they do because they like, don't see it. It's the same thing as like, and that means to me, you're not looking at humans as human life, and that already crosses well, the boundaries don't. of you being wrong. Right? They don't because everything. When you look at military operations, especially if you see like breakdowns of them, it's all done in numbers. There is no like. I mean, it, yeah, there's casualty numbers, but people don't give a like. They don't look at it like that. They say what's an acceptable range. Yeah. If it's two thousand people to get like. 20 people who are high-ranking officials and a thing that high-ranking official doesn't fucking matter. No. You kill one and, like, there's another dude who takes his place because they're not, like... Instantly. It's not like they have, like, major training. Right. It isn't like they went to college to be a terrorist. Like, you know what I mean? So, like to anybody listening at home, I'm not saying... I'm not disrespecting your military, your military dad or best friend or mom. Actually, no. my best friend, old Justin, is one of my three best friends. And right. another one, Josh, is in the military. Yeah. I believe that people join the military with good intentions. I believe they want to make changes. Right. And from everyone that I've talked to that's actually gone over there, they get over there and they're just like, oh, fuck. And right. didn't realize what it was the situation, <laughs> what it really was. Well, that's like, I mean, I respect military. Military history is like one of my favorite things. And I read about stuff like that all the time. So I know a fair amount about it. But at the same time, I'm not stupid enough to be like, like, oh, yeah, everything they're doing is right. Right. It's not true. No. Like, the thing is, is like, yeah, in 20 years, you'll look at history books and they'll be like, they were right or whatever, because it was written by us to reflect that we're the greatest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing as like whenever anybody starts talking about World War II and I want to be like, you do understand that like essentially the United States military in World War II, however heroic the people were and however great your grandfather was, we were a mop up crew. Like, World War we, II was essentially over by the time we entered the picture. We killed so many innocent people. Yeah. Well, we yeah. We killed thousands more people than ISIS will kill in their entire existence. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the bombings of, like, wooden villages with firebombs right. from our planes in World War II. What, like, for no reason. But Literally people, no fucking reason people whatsoever. People justify it. You know, they'll just be like, well, I mean, we, well, we, we won have. because we won the war. That's yeah. the reason. They always say that. And it's like, we didn't. Russia won the war. Right. Like, we didn't have anything to fucking do with it. By the time, like, even when D-Day happened, D-Day was a distraction play. Yeah. It was nothing. And if Hitler hadn't slept in the day it was happening, we would have lost that war, yeah. battle. And probably they would have driven their way into England, and then they would have had another two years of battling to get them out. Like, it's it's so stupid. I just hate when people say that. It's like, like we didn't do anything. We were not there at the beginning. We entered yeah. at the end. We cleaned up and helped, yes. There were great acts of heroism done by our soldiers, certainly. There's no doubt about that. Sure, of course. But we also didn't suffer, you know, whatever millions of casualties that the Russians did. Right. So if you want to ask, if you want to talk to anybody about who it was that stopped Hitler, it was them, yeah. not us. So <laughs> just calm it down. Um, but that's the thing is, like, I respect the military and I like like military history and I like to read about that, but I like it from all over the world. Right. And you don't see as much blind patriotism towards troops or blind like allegiance towards like the troops of any other country except here and Israel. Right. And that's because Extreme. Israel is just us only in a little area. Oh, well, I was gonna say area. correct me if you think I'm wrong. Um I think 
I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Never mind. Just forget it. I'm not even well, I feel like we already lost every listener we have. Any. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I think I'm just saying, all I'm saying is don't blindly follow anything. Yeah. If like, you, yeah. Just look into it. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's not hard if to If you want to like talk about it or whatever, you can that's, write in. That's all but I, if you want to get mad about stuff that somebody says, don't. If, don't listen. I like, feel like if you get mad, someone's just ignorant, though, because nothing we said was like, fuck the troops, man. Like, yeah, fuck no, it. it just, All I'm saying is like, look at it. Innocent people being killed. And, and I get the idea of the obvious answer to what we just said is those lives are being taken, but we're helping that country and getting rid of these dictators. Here's my only problem with that. We've been saying it for upwards of 15 years. Oh, we've been saying it for decades. So, Vietnam I mean, so like, how much are we helping these countries opposed to how many innocent people are getting killed? And I don't know the answer, so I can admit. Say, I don't act like a know-it-all. No. But I'm just saying, I feel well, the, like if you looked into the numbers of how much we're helping these countries and getting rid of these dictators, the amount of innocent lives lost, you'd yeah. probably be shocked. No, I mean, it absolutely is like... And huge, I don't know the numbers, know? and I won't act like I do. I, I have mean, no it's, idea. it's hundreds of thousands of people, you know, like... And then I also want you to picture... Say Obama one day just went crazy. Or say any president. I don't want to say Obama, because I don't want to get mad. But, uh, All right. Or Bush. Yeah. And became a dictator and started doing crazy stuff. And China just started flying planes You know, planes some guys listening to this right now is like... He already is, man. Right. He's already a dictator. Right. He's already, yeah, you know, of course. Say say Obama tomorrow became like a dictator and started ruling our country. Yeah. Like, um, like you know, Israel or like, you know, any of those countries. Well, not Israel, but well, no, like, not Israel. Like, like Iran or, you know, I don't know, Syria. Probably Syria would be closer. Like, would you want us to try to stand up and take over, which I feel is possible, you can have a revolution? Or would you want China to come over here and just start bombing our neighborhoods? Because it's the same thing, and people don't look at it like that. No, they don't. Because they don't. They keep it out of sight, out of mind. Well, like, it's, like picture your suburban neighborhood. Yeah. And picture a tank rolling down the street and a plane dropping bombs on your neighbor's houses. Yeah. Would and you, there's would no you, Patrick Swayze there to stop. It. Would you want that? Like, no. you know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing is like what people don't get is actually a really good way to keep in perspective is this: is everybody acts like 9/11 is this big reverent event that we need to never talk about but always honor or whatever never forget but never talk about (laughs) this is the fucking thing uh there's three thousand people that died there now imagine living in a small town where you have very little protection where 9-11 happens literally every single day to you yeah from both sides from people who are supposed to be your neighbors who are shooting at like u.s troops and whatever else and will have no problem killing you because ultimately they count you as like martyring yourself for their cause, even though you're just an innocent person who's in the way. Agreed. Or you're getting blown up by bombs and like smart missiles and all kinds of things from U.S. troops and maybe even like thousands of miles away because of drone strikes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's exactly that's it. what it's like. That's reality. Is if 9-11 and happened that's not to every take away from day, 9-11. Like, no. It was yeah. It's an upsetting, scary thing. Friends or family or anything involved. That's terrible. I mean, Justin and I've dealt with death. You know what I mean? Like you're going through some shit right now. Yeah. My dad passed away, and if he passed away in the 9/11 thing, I would have felt the same. And it's terrible. Yeah. But but you you have to you can't ignore this shit happens every day all over the world. Like which doesn't that in no way detracts from 9/11. No. Because I know how quick people are to be like. 
Oh no! Respect. Well, you're disrespecting. Yeah. No, I'm not disrespecting like, no. anything. Because this is I'm actually thing. giving facts. Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing: is that like, yeah, 9/11 happened, you know, 13 years ago, and there's now a giant fucking glass tower in its place uh, in the place of World Trade Center. Uh, people are literally being bombed in mud huts every fucking day, <laughs> and they live in rubble. Like, you don't. Like, so be fucking thankful and maybe look at the rest of the world to understand that, like, things aren't great everywhere. Like, you're all right. But you need to realize that, like, what happens is that through direct action, like, especially military action, it creates these problems. It doesn't solve them as cleanly as we want to believe, like, you know, the hero walks into a room and kills all the bad guys. Arnold Schwarzenegger and, like, collateral damage. Right. Walking out yeah, there. but like exactly. I honestly feel like if if anything about this conversation made you mad, you're just literally just out of sight, out of mind, just ignoring facts, just saying I don't care. I don't but care. I hope that I maybe care. if it made you mad, it made you mad in a good way that you were like, oh shit, yeah, things do happen like crazy all over the fucking place, and like there should be something done. And like I understand like it's hard to believe that you could do anything about it, but you can like I mean if you give like ten bucks to like. Yeah. A charity like Doctors Without Borders or like I have Amnesty before. International or something like that. Like, if you do that, like, that's still helping. I mean, it's a little, but it's more than you were doing before. Yeah. You know? But that's the other thing I was going to say is that, like, you hear about that, like, where they're like, oh, it's, it's just it's so shameful what, that they beheaded these three journalists. And I agree. It's horrifying. That's like, terrible. That's, a, that's an awful thing, and I feel really bad for their families. But why is it that that's a thing, and then all these people that are being killed on the Mexico border, civilians being killed by cartels on the Mexico border. And by, and by our people. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? And this is the reason why is because if you support the military, then that's a win for the United States, you know, government and the media at large, because that's what they want to report on. And that's what they want to scare you into. If we have to pay attention to things happening in our own backyard, then that means that, we can't fund the drug war anymore because we'll realize it's a lost cause. Yep. And so distracting us from that and not realizing that people are being beheaded in Mexico and students are being fucking killed and missing and shit like that. And they find them in mass graves two weeks later. Uh, that's scary shit. And it's yeah. happening a couple thousand miles or maybe down the block from where you live. Cause a couple, cause we know there's a lot of people in the Southwest that listen to this. Like the reason why is because there's profit to be had in the drug war. There's it's not all about profit in the end. Like, but if we stop supporting military action in the Middle East, then they lose their profitability there. If we start supporting action to stop the cartels in Mexico, they lose their profitability there. So it's all like where the money changes hands, and Agreed. that's fucking sad as shit, man. Like that's if, if you uh I don't want to stay on politics too long, no. obviously. Yeah. But so my last quip I was gonna say, and for those people who uh Say, like, well, I know military people and this and that. I will say my friend Adam Kokesh, who has a podcast that's enormously hugely successful. So, I mean, you might have heard of him, but he's a a libertarian. And he was in the Army, and he was ranked very high. And if you listen to his podcast, he will tell you things that he had to do in the Army. And he's very upfront about it. He's been arrested many times on very suspicious charges of of basically things he talked about. And they were... 
he has great videos online. His name's Adam Kokesh. I was on his podcast in LA actually when we were on Warp Tour. Yeah. And he has a video of him on YouTube loading a shotgun in front of the White House. <laughs> he has a video of him smoking weed in front of the White House. <laughs> and then he also has a video of the White House security talking to him and he makes them look like actual fools. Yeah. Uh, he has another good video of him riding a bike in this area. And the guy comes up and says something. Do you have a permit? And he says, yes, I do. And he pulls out the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> like, Adam Kokesh is great. And he's a good friend. He's actually about to go on a U.S. tour. So look him up. Um, I mean, I could do without the loading a gun in front of the White House because it's... <laughs> I think it's funny, but yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same exact thing, the same exact argument that I make when, like, like when dummies go... Like that thing at the Chipotle when the fucking idiots walked in That's with the semi-automatic. It's like, look... I get it. It's your right to do this, but it's not really your right to scare people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, regardless. You know Agree with that. Agree with that. I mean, I think that the smoking weed in front of the White House is hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and if you watch the video of the cops coming up to him, he literally, like, just keeps asking them, like, do you know the U.S. Constitution? Like, do you know this or that? And they just, like, are dumbfounded. They don't. No. They look like complete fucking idiots. No. And it's so no. funny to watch. Look up Adam Kokesh on YouTube, but... He's doing a U.S. tour right now, and he's running for president in four years. <laughs> under the, he has about three million followers. Um, I th- he knows he's not going to win, but he well uh, probably two years because if he ran in four years, it wouldn't be. What you said he's going to run for it in four years, and that's he would it wouldn't be time for the president. Well, the next the next election, <laughs> it's a two years. He's running under the uh, idea of abolishing the government. Yeah, which is awesome, and I think he knows he's not going to win, but he just wants to raise awareness. For freedom, he has a book called Freedom that's out right now, and it sounds like like I'm being paid to promote it, but actually it's just it's a good book and he's a good dude, so yeah. he's a friend. And uh, look up his videos because he's got some real funny shit online and some fucked up like weird shit that'll make you question things. Like he uh, was at his house one day, and I know the dude. He just smokes weed. He admits it. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't do drugs. Doesn't even drink. Mm. And the police raided his house. The SWAT team with machine guns. Hand tied everyone, said they found this bag of mushrooms and all this other random stuff. Almost shot his dog and sent him to prison. Suspiciously, after he released some of those videos of the White House looking stupid, and he was in jail for months. And uh, it's a very, very weird story. It doesn't yeah. it does not add up at all. So, this is the thing. If you ever really want to guarantee that the police show up at your house, just uh, say a bunch of shit that that the government doesn't agree with, like. Like that's all you have to do is just be a person who like is a sa- like a saber rattler and just they'll they'll show up because it's happening more and more and I never like I'm not a person who's a conspiracy guy anybody who knows me knows that I'm not that I'm, way I'm not a conspiracy and, guy either and I but like the thing is, is like it doesn't matter anymore it's not a conspiracy this is a thing if you're saying things that people don't agree with and it's not whatever line is in the fucking media right now event and people take enough notice eventually there will be some sort of consequence for it. I'm not a conspiracy guy, and that's why when I talk about government and police stuff, I do only in facts and things you can watch. But it's even like, did you ever watch the video of the LAX shooting? Uh Oh, when that guy... Yeah, I know what you're talking when about. When the guy got shot, Yeah. and all of a sudden the TSA was armed. Yeah. All right, this is my last political things. We're not a political podcast. We are under comedy yeah, everywhere. Technically, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Everyone look up LAX shooting dummy. And this isn't a conspiracy because this is like the footage from Fox News and CNN and all the news channels wheeling the guy out. But no one saw the shooting. 
the guy shot the TSA member, and there's like a video of them wheelchairing him to the ambulance. And I'm just telling you right now, look up the video, because it's a fucking dummy. It's not a real person. <laughs> like I'm, it's not a conspiracy. Like you can watch it yourself, and and judge for yourself. But it's the craziest shit you've ever seen. And then all of a sudden, literally a week later, the TSA was armed with guns as if they didn't have enough power already. Yeah. So it's just, it's a also, real weird story. My favorite story. thing is like, I don't know how, like, if our listeners or whatever, how often you've ever been in an airport recently in the last, like, you know, 13 years. I or have, whatever. and the TSA is fucked. Well, this is the thing. If you've had any dealings with the TSA, are those the people you want carrying guns? They have guns now <laughs> because because one guy got shot. But the thing is, is like maybe they're, they're maybe. not they're not the people that you would want because no. they don't even know how to work the scanner. They're not police or anything. No. Yeah, they're just people. And now because one, one guy shot. one guy literally thought that the way you use the uh, magnetic wand the the wand that you use to like you know like check people for like metal and stuff like that he thought the way you did it was you hit me. He hit people with it. Like I walked up and he was like hitting me in different parts of my body. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Those guys like, have guns now. Yeah. So yeah. because some guy, of course, then again, he probably just thinks the way I operate a gun is to hit people. with right, it, so. so it might, might, might be fine. Okay. Moving on. Um, there it is. But honestly, if you agree or disagree with us, please write in because I like discussions like this. Yeah. And when we talk about serious stuff, which we're going to again, after we have our call in, I have something I want to talk about. I want people's opinions. If you disagree, I like good conversation. Yeah. Like, me just and Justin, don't be a fucking yeah, shitty me person. Me and Justin, or Justin and I, sorry, are the most open-minded people. If you disagree, tell us why, and yeah. we'll talk about it. I'd much rather I'd have like know. a reasoned, metered conversation Absolutely. than like some asshole write in and be like, what the fuck, you fucking exactly. idiot? And so, it's like, well, I'm not going to read that on here. So. If you disagree with anything we just said, tell us why. And maybe you'll change our opinions because you know what? I'm not stubborn. Like yeah, I'm, no, I'll I'm literally not a stubborn person. I've had many opinions that I learned more facts later, and I was like, I was fucking wrong. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's that. just like the guy who wrote us in the last two weeks about that that Gamergate thing, and like, I there's certain things that he had brought up that I didn't know about, and right. I agree with him. I mean, I, my basic thought on the matter still stands, but ultimately, I agree that there were things that I didn't know, and he was right to do that because. <laughs> There's always more to everything than what you think. Always. So you might as well like figure out as much as you can like yourself. Because I did the same thing, actually. I was just talking about this the other day, that I don't ever watch the local news, you know? Because I well, know what, Why would you? Yeah, because <laughs> I know what they're doing is like it's 15 to 20 minutes of them trying to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, you know, ten minutes of weather and sports, and then a story oh, you about get a, Ebola, man. Yeah, well, and then a story about a puppy at the end, or right? Whatever. Or like somebody saving a cat from a tree, right? Like an uplifting, like BuzzFeed article. We have a call in um, in two minutes or three, so I yeah. want to real quick get to something. Well, I was gonna say that a perfect example of like what I'm talking about is like if you want to know that like people are trying to scare you is that I don't watch that shit. I was watching it, and that their Ebola coverage like started making me oh. get like really antsy. And even though I am perfectly well-versed in what's going on, I know what's happening, and I've read tons of things by, like, people who are medical experts, all this stuff about it, and yet they were still getting to me. I, I like, have, that's what... I have kissed more men on the mouth, and Justin can verify this, than people that have a bowl in the United States. Shut the fuck up about yeah. it. Please, stop. They also... People in Africa... They've like, also... People in Africa are dying. It's like, you know what else people in Africa die of? The common cold. Yeah, because they... they have no technology. Here, here's what you do. You want to solve this problem? 
get some people together and uh, donate as much water, fresh water as possible to African like nations and charities yeah. and stuff, because that's the reason this shit happens. Why would uh, we do that when we could fearmonger and make more money? Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so, well, no, I mean they announced today that Nigeria hasn't had an Ebola case for forty days, so they're clear. So that means that this thing isn't as big as they thought it was going to be. That, it's I, horrifying. I knew that. Don't get me wrong; it's fucking horrifying what happens to people. But you can't if you freak out about this. Like that just lets people do whatever the fuck they want to. That's just like, it. It's funny to me. People are like, I don't know if I want to fly. But it's like. It's not fucking airborne. You're no. not gonna get yeah, it, man. Just like, calm down. Stop. Unless you're going around licking toilet seats. Exactly, like, which I do. So I know I do too. That's so. why I was really upset and <laughs> That's scared. That's why you got like. scared. <laughs> I was gonna say real quick. I think something awesome. Um, there's a rap group called Run the Jewels. I don't know if you are familiar with them. I know Justin is. I know some listeners are. Well, I hope they are. After um, last week, we played their song yeah, at the end of uh, Keller Mike and LP. LP is someone I've collaborated with and made songs with. Um, they have a project called Run the Jewels and. They started off as a joke, something called Meow the Jewels. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And they did a Kickstarter, and they got the money, and I love it, because now they're going to make the album where LP samples nothing but cat noises, yep. and they rap over it. Yeah. And that is the most wonderful thing <laughs> no, that could so, possibly happen you, in the world. Did you listen to like the first track or whatever? Yeah. It is the most ridiculous. Fucking and it's thing funny I've because heard. LP and Killer Mike are serious rappers. Yeah, like, they're they're real... not a joke rap group. Yeah. And uh, LP's the man, but like, and Killer Mike is a very conscious, pretty serious rapper yeah. for the most part. But and, it's good uh, to see people like that have a really good sense of humor. Right. right? And now it's called Meow the Jewels. <laughs> but it, it got enough money, and they are going to make an album yeah. sampling entirely cat noises. I can't and wait. there's nothing better than that. <laughs> so everyone should be supporting that. I mean, I can't wait for the album, but I also can't wait for that. <laughs> for what? Like, I can't wait for the actual album, their actual album. Yeah. Like, Run the Jewels too, but I can't wait for... Everyone should check out Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels is some good shit, especially yeah. if you're into uh, conscious things, which I actually... I'm not usually into politically conscious hip-hop because most of it annoys me, but Run the Jewels... I don't know if they're politically conscious, but they talk about. Well, they are. I, I mean, mean, Killer Mike definitely is. They talk a lot about cops and yeah. you know things happening like that, and I, I like that. I just don't like. I might get flamed here by rap haters, but like I don't like a moral technique. Yeah, I just think he's obnoxious. I don't know. Uh, he's good. He I mean, you thing. can yeah, you can say that, but but he's like uh, he's smart. I like when he talks. I actually walked. Yeah, I'd prefer... It's funny, like, did you ever see the uh, Alex Jones in Immortal Technique sat down and talked for three hours? Holy shit, that'd you're, be the weirdest thing Did you ever watch the video? No, I don't want to, because Alex Jones annoys the shit out of me, but... No, he doesn't, Justin, right now, I'm telling you, they got bomb shelters and FEMA camps, <laughs> and they're burying people right now. He's literally <laughs> just Infowars.com as a person, which is so obnoxious. Well, Infowars is his website. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I just didn't. I did not know. <laughs> oh, well, good. Then that makes. And sense. I'm telling you that right now, ISIS is coming over here in the government and and the Illuminati. They got Justin. sleeper sales. Sleeper sales <laughs> everywhere. Sleeper. You gotta watch. They out. all work at PM right Chang's. <laughs> Don't eat the mushu pork. No, but it's actually funny. Is uh, Alex Jones and Immortal Technique sit down for two to three hours and talk, and it's interesting. You should watch it. It's not obnoxious. They, uh, I don't want to watch it. They disagree on a few things, but they agree on most things, and that's what's interesting. Because I guarantee you that most Immortal Technique fans hate Alex Jones. 
Yeah, because he's a fucking right-wing weirdo who, like... But then when they talk, they're very much in agreements on a lot of things. Kind of interesting. Yeah, but that's because of moral technique. Like, that's the thing is, like, people don't understand that, like, ideology loops around. Like, Truth. if you get super far to the right or you get super far to the left, eventually you basically agree on everything, just a different way of going about it. Right. Like... It's the same thing as, like, like people are like, well, I don't know. I mean, there should be more gun control laws. And then someone's like, oh, but they're coming for our guns and we need them to protect ourselves. And they're like, well, I agree that we need them to protect ourselves, but I feel like there's a better way to go about it. And eventually they just come to agreement on this thing. That's but they're basically just saying, like, yeah, but we should only have guns so we can shoot people in the government. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they eventually just agree I don't on disagree one with thing. that, though. <laughs> I mean, I disagree that you should just go shooting people who work for the government. I don't know. I don't completely Just disagree. like an accountant? Like, Not an accountant. <laughs> I'm just mean like maybe a cop or two. I don't think. I mean, I don't think we should advocate going out and shooting police. Well, uh, all right, fine. But I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. You can if you want, but understand that I'm, I'm off to the side of that. Justin is that not moment. in the agreement that we should be shooting cops. Actually, uh, I met a very nice cop today when I was buying drinks for us. I let him cut in front of me because he had less. And then I saw that he had a badge. And I was like, oh, because he had a hoodie on. I was like, oh, are you a police officer? He was like, yeah. I was like, can you? Did you go back in front of him and go, fuck you, pussy? <laughs> I, said, I said, can you expunge my ticket that I got last month? And he said, what if I could, man? He was like, I hate giving tickets. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're a cool dude. That's fine. But uh, until he sees a black person. Well, yeah. <laughs> then it's a different story. But uh, I was going to say. <laughs> from uh it's funny that you said that because it's true is uh when i was younger i was really into punk rock and i thought i was punk and cool yeah and i was very left-wing and liberal yeah i got older read more and i think i became more right-wing like i was buying glenn beck books and stuff just out of curiosity yeah and then i got which is funny like I mean, out of curiosity, I understand, but if you agreed with anything you had to say, that would be weird. At the time, I did. And then I became a real adult and realized that both sides were bullshit. And that's when I became an adult. Well, also the fact that he was a failed stand-up comedian that became like an an actor. I understood that Glenn Beck's TV show, it was the the right-wing daily show. It was Maybe. over the top acting. It was yeah, but there's a difference though. He this would talk is... about America and cry, <laughs> like, right? But this like... is the difference though. Is like you watch The Daily Show and they're a lot more to the middle and fair about things, even though they're making fun of things. And yeah, a lot of the things they're making fun of are right wing things, but that's because right wing people are fucking crazy and they say the craziest right. shit. But if you watch Glenn Beck, the reason why it's different is because. He's an actual dangerous person. Like, people Agreed. believe that he knew what he was talking about. He's like the, uh, it's fucking Larry the Cable Guy, except with power. Yeah. No, exactly. That, he would, like, say whatever he wanted to, and then all, peop- all of a sudden people thought, like, he was really telling the truth. He didn't know any of that stuff. Like, no. he doesn't know anything. No. He's just a fucking <laughs> guy who's paid to act and, that's, and cry on television that's about my, America and how it's <laughs> lost its way and... Yeah, that's like, that's my point. Is I went from liberal punk rocker to this yeah. kind of right wing, studying that stuff, realizing it was bullshit. Then became an adult and realizing that all of it is bullshit oh, because yeah, was, yeah. the left wing Republican Democrat it doesn't matter, man. 
it doesn't matter in 2014. No, not really. I truly believe that. I. It matters. Okay, before people listening, don't get me wrong. In social issues, it does matter. Yeah, it does for sure. But when we're talking about our country and where it's headed and like war and like lives being yeah, lost and stuff, yeah. it doesn't make a difference. No. Obama and George Bush are friends. Yeah, they literally fly places together. Yeah, they masturbate so it's so, together. It's so funny to me that people will be like. Bush, not my president. Fuck that. Obama, hope and change. It's like, listen, motherfuckers. Yeah. But There's then the same thing been, happened. Like, but, but the problem also becomes this is like, yeah, you had people who are comparing like Bush to Hitler. That's stupid. But you didn't really have so many people who were like getting pictures made of George Bush with a turban on and eating bananas and saying he was a monkey. True. Like people do with Obama because he's a black guy who well people are racist yeah and terrible. that's what I'm saying is like is like there is a big difference only in that way like they're basically right. the exact same person they're the same president yeah except like I said when Democrat and Republican before people get all antsy yeah. and get mad listening when it comes to social issues I get that liberals are much more correct honestly when it comes to gay marriage and you know feminist rights and things like that then yes the liberal side is more more <clears> fair yeah. And more the way it should be but you can, in 2014. You can sum it up like this. But Look the at, presidency doesn't actually really matter for most of us. No. No, it doesn't at all. And that's the problem. But you can look at it like this. Look on both sides and see how many millionaires there are. Yeah. It doesn't fucking make a difference. Like, no. they are not different. Like, when everybody says, like, oh, you should have a law degree to be a, a politician, you should – whatever – why aren't they saying you should be a doctor or a scientist or something like that to be a politician? Because it would be a lot more helpful if you had people who knew things and knew how to do things than just a bunch of people who read a law book and still don't know what the fuck the Constitution is. Like, Right. I mean, when the only two people you have that are willing to stand up and say anything negative about the government that are in the government are Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, like... That's two people. There are hundreds of them. And it's There's a lot more people who should be able to say, hey, we didn't do anything about all those bankers and stuff, and like people are kind of fucked up. Like Citizens United is like a horrible thing. Like, and it's funny because I'll tell people, especially on tours happening a lot, that I don't like Obama because I don't like Obama. I think he's yeah. a terrible president. Yeah. I think he has bad intentions for our country. And people immediately revert to like, well, Bush. And I'm like, yeah, Bush is evil. Yeah. Why do you automatically assume... And that's a weird assumption to me. Is it because I say something negative about Obama that you're automatically you think I like Bush? Right. I think the Bush family is evil incarnate. Yeah. Completely. Every single one of them like is yeah. evil. Yeah, cuz like, like, like hello. I don't know. Yes, hello. I mean, I don't know. Yes, it's Ryan. Yes, hello my friend. <laughs> hey Ryan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, dude. I'm here with Justin. Hey Justin. Hey. Uh, we How had, are you? We had, oh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Justin is drinking an IPA that I brought him. I brought him an IPA because I'm a good friend. Yeah, it's very nice. Well, well, if you were a bad friend, what would you have brought him? If, if just, was, just himself. If I was a bad friend, I would have brought him um, Miller Lite. That's like my favorite beer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were having technical difficulties. We've never had him before, but uh, now we're here with you. How are you? So we're all sorted out. Yeah, we're all good now. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm on, I'm on my best friend's front porch smoking a cigar. He just had a baby, so 
So just talking, talking some dad shit. You just had a baby? Well, my best friend just had a baby. Oh. I had a baby, uh, like, last year. I knew that. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks, dude. So for people listening, uh, Nuno sings in a band called Wilhelm Scream, who I said earlier in the podcast is the most underrated punk band in America. I think we're the most overrated. <laughs> Which is not to say underrated as in, like, I mean, you guys have great fans, but you guys should be at the top because you're the best. Oh, that's sweet. That's really nice of you to say. And it's funny because uh, a Wilhelm Scream went from a band that I met because they're one of my favorite bands who ended up crashing at my house on many tours to the point where we got to the point where we were playing shows together in Europe. That's true. And we also, I mean, I'll never forget, you got me a really good discount. You're still working at Journeys. You got me a good discount on some uh, Clark Wallabies. I did. I got you some good, some good shoes. And I was hinting earlier, um, we might as well start off with the best story, I guess. Um, I want to I wanna tell the story slowly with you, but about the time when we crashed somebody's wedding. Oh, dude, that was fun. <laughs> so, weird. <laughs> it's funny, is uh, we were playing a festival in Europe that was already weird because the lineup was Wilhelm Scream, Mixtapes, Andrew WK, The Descendants, Trapped Under Ice, and This Is Hell. Yeah, and, I think, oh, you know who else was there? I think uh, Municipal Waste, I think, was there, too. Yes, and it was it was weird, man. It was a weird fest, and right in, behind it was this huge animal farm zoo. What would you want to call yeah, it? Oh, like, yeah. it was miles to walk through. Like a petting zoo? Well, it had monkeys, so it's definitely a zoo, not a farm, right? Yeah, I guess, yes. It was a zoo. That's how you, that's how you differentiate the two. <laughs> <laughs> but it was enormous. Do you remember? Like, it took us three to four hours yeah, like to walk a, through. It was like a wildlife preserve. Yeah, we were walking, dude. Like, we walked, I mean, until our feet hurt. And we watched monkeys fight each other. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I remember that one of them got electrocuted on the fence and the other one got all butthurt and weird. <laughs> like, oh, no. So, you know, we're walking through this place and uh, it's cool. You can walk up to cages and see tigers and lions. And then uh, I remember, so we're coming back and it was, I mean, the coolest. It was, also like, it was also like a botanical garden, though, too, right? It was like, it was like. Yeah, there was. There was like this beautiful garden. We took a bunch of pictures. I have some on Instagram. I think of me and you from way back then. I was like, what, two years ago. But mm-hmm. uh, it was beautiful. And it was such a cool experience, obviously, to get to do. And then as we're walking back, we decided to try to find a shortcut. And we see this like cobblestone like house, like very European-looking thing. Yeah, very like English countryside-looking thing. So we climb this wall and hop over, and we are in the middle of someone's wedding. <laughs> to be fair, the climbing of the wall is like probably the funniest part of the whole the whole thing. <laughs> right? Like we're all like, we were like in we were like in some like almost like weird like dungeonous maze for a second there. But then there ended up being like a set of stairs like right around the corner. We were and like. So it's me and Nuno and two other guys in this band. Like, these guys tattooed, cut off shirts, just played shows at this festival. And we are in someone's wedding. Like, everyone turns (laughs) and looks at us. Like, it could not have been a more funny, hilarious thing. And so we all give this look of, like, we got to get the fuck out of here now. So Nuno climbs the wall. I am too fat to climb the wall. (laughs) 
So I remember I had to like sneak around and find this weird tunnel with these people kind of kind of like yeah, <laughs> coming towards us, wondering what the fuck we're doing. It's like this big nice mansion wedding, like in the European countryside. <laughs> yeah, like like proper like proper like English like manner, like uh, Downton Abbey and shit. Yeah, like you can't buy stories like that. Like it was literally one of the funniest things in the entire world. It was amazing, <laughs> and so. I feel like if that story doesn't entertain you, then you have no sense of humor whatsoever because we crashed a European wedding after playing a and show. Cut off, and cut off shorts. After playing a show with the Descendants. <laughs> mm. But, uh... I was also amazed about the fact that you had a separate European phone. I was like, damn, yeah, Mixcase must be killing it right now. This dude's got, like, a Euro phone and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did pretty good for our time, man. We got We got lucky. You're already talking about yourself in, like, the past tense. Like, it was, like, forever ago that you guys were playing music. What'd you say? That you talk about yourself in the past tense like that, like, it was ten years ago. Right. Well, who knows? You're man. on, like, what, indefinite hiatus? Or what's what's the status there? The status of what? Mixtapes. Uh, we have one tour down to Fest, and Fest is our last show. Oh, sick. Dude, what day you guys playing? What'd you say? What day, what day are you guys playing? Do you know? We play the first day on the main stage outdoors with Chicks Dig It, the Menzingers, the Copyrights, and uh, Lemurie and some other bands. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome, dude. Are you guys playing Fest? Yeah, we'll be down there. I'm going to be at that show for sure. Chicks oh. Dig It's like one of my favorite bands. Dude, we're so. we're going to yeah. hang, hang out. Yeah, we'll go crash a wedding or something. Where what? We'll go crash a Florida wedding. Oh, yeah. But... It'll be at a tra- trailer park instead of like a nice mansion. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say though. Is I noticed, um, like you guys destroyed that festival in Europe. Yeah, I like playing festivals. It gives me it gives us a time to like. I mean, you know what it's like playing being in a band in the U.S. for years. Like you play on so many like rickety ass stages with shitty sound or no sound or. Yeah, you know I mean, so sometimes it's nice. I mean, you lose a lot of the intimacy and like all that fun stuff, but you know, it's fun to play loud as as loud as possible. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's and, just, fu- and to play on the same stage as some of those other bands is pretty pretty fun too. So it's funny though. It's because... all that. Sorry, what were you saying? No, no, go ahead. I said it's... I was gonna say I was gonna finish by saying, uh, you know, when you incorporate all those things, you know, it's fun. You get to feel like a like a like a rock and roll star for a second. Well, it's funny too, though, because I envy you in a weird way. Is that we didn't really get that experience? Is I think one of the main reasons I kind of want to do something new and not mixtapes anymore it has nothing to do with the band or the songs. I love my band. I love our songs. We uh, we started doing those bigger tours, you know, like in that pop punk scene. For sure, yeah. You guys were on some really sick tours. Yeah, we did. We had some huge tours, man, and uh, we were lucky, and you know, making money. And, but I'm, I'm just older and I'm into some different music and we were getting into a scene that, you know, I didn't really want to be a part of as much. And a lot of people like our band from those scenes and listen to this podcast and I respect all that, but we just, uh, I realized we got into that scene of those big club tours of pop punk tours and I realized we were not going to get out of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And... Because when mixtapes started to me, like, we were just a punk band. Like, you know, we just started and we just did our thing and played with bands like you and Dear Landlord and we're doing that. And then uh, 
I was somewhere on tour with the Wonder Years, or like Newfound Glory, and it was amazing. But I just yeah, I, I realized. Can you hold the whole line for just two seconds? What'd you I'm say? So sorry, can you hold the line for just two seconds? Yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry. While he's gone, I'd like to talk about our sponsor. Who's our sponsor? Justin. Inside Sorry, we're taking off. I just wanted to say goodbye to my friend real quick. Oh, okay. So congratulations a... on his baby. That's that's a fair enough reason. <laughs> but uh, great. I don't know. How, do you have any friends with babies or just friends with bands? What'd you say? Do you have any friends with babies or just friends with bands? Or both? Uh, friends with babies. I've got a couple friends with babies. Not many. How old are you? Are we the same age? No, I'm older than you. I'm 34 years old. Oh, I'm 31. I'm 34. I'm, I'm 35 years old. My fiance just told me. Last <laughs> <laughs> week I thought I was 36. It's sad. I was getting all depressed. Um, <laughs> but are you uh, really in your 30s already, Ryan? Dude, yeah, I'm 31, man. Holy shit! Yeah, I was. You always struck me as a younger dude. Well, I don't look at it at all. I don't act it. And we met probably when I was what 25. I thought, uh, yeah, I imagine so, huh? Well, it's funny because I remember the way we met is um. You guys were playing a show at Top Cats in Cincinnati. That's right, yep. And Chris, your old guitar player, mm-hmm. who works, what, like for Apple now? Well, he did for a bit. He actually just got a brand new job. Do you know, um, do you know Panic State Records? Do you know Bean at all? Yeah. Panic State Records in Jersey? Yeah. He, uh, he just got, a, Chris just got a job working with him. They're both like super like computer tech savvy uh, internet nerds. So he got like some highfalutin internet job or something. Nice. Doing like banner ads or something. I'm just kidding. I don't know. What to, I don't know what he's doing, but. And I remember oh. this. This was towards the beginning of your guys' career or band. Yeah, and yeah. You were asking for yeah, a Chris place. The band, you were asking for a place to stay, and I told Chris, I was like, "You can stay at my house." This is before I had my own house. I was like, "My parents don't care," which they didn't, obviously, because you guys stayed there many times. We did, yeah. And I remember Chris saying, like, listen, man, if you can let us crash dirt tonight and take showers, I'll guest list you for any Wilhelm Scream show you want. And I was like, dude, okay, that sounds awesome, because you guys are one of my favorite bands. And it's... What? what? <laughs> and now, it's so weird, like, you know, time passes, and you guys have gotten bigger and better, and now we've played shows together, and we're friends, so it's weird. I feel like we don't hang out enough, to be honest with you. What did you say? I said I feel like we don't hang out enough. Yeah, I agree. I miss you. I miss you, too. Well, you live in Massachusetts. I know. You should move here. It's like Ohio, but, like, less uh, clan members. <laughs> less clan members? Yeah. That's probably definitely true, yeah. actually. <laughs> though, though the people there are just as racist. They don't wear white hoods. Oh, certainly, yeah. They just started to pick out. <laughs> I was going to say, Boston, Boston seems like a pretty racist city. Not that you live in Boston, but... Right. But... Yeah. Let's talk about the band for a second. Certainly. You guys are Wilhelm Scream. We are Wilhelm Scream. You are one of the best punk bands playing in America today. Oh, thank you very much. I'm sure that's debatable. I don't think it is. <laughs> because... Well, we should we should, we should should start a poll on... on punkmuse.org or something. <laughs> and <laughs> you guys made a new album um, about a year ago called Party Crasher. Yep. I think it's your best album. Really? I do. I think, I'm sure it's debatable. I've talked to friends, of course, who say Mute Print, Ruiner, you know, this or that. But I think it's your best album. 
Well, thanks, man. It means a lot to us because it was like our our baby from the start, you know, to finish the whole the whole process, demoing, recording, the whole kick caboodle. So for everybody listening right now, listen to a Wilhelm scream, Party Crasher, or any of their albums. Yeah, check it out. It's on the internet. Because there's just no other bands really doing what you guys are doing. Because you guys somehow, I hate metal. I hate, yeah. I hate metal. And somehow you guys have crafted this perfect mix of like these crazy metal and fast hardcore metal guitar solos, insanely te- technical. And made well, yeah, it- like I mean, I really liked. I mean, I liked the metal before. I guess I guess it's more like thrash metal. But that was like a big influence on me growing up. Like, I really liked bands like Anthrax and like Metallica back then. Was like phenomenal. You ride the lightning or, or any of those like early Metallica records. They're metal albums, but they're almost more punk than most punk records are nowadays. Just in the in the sense that they're really aggressive, like fast kind of stuff. You know, right? So I guess kind of, we kind of lean more towards that. And that's metal what's... nowadays is so bogus, dude. It's I mean. Well, that's what's funny, though, is, like, Anthrax and Metallica, I hate all that, too. Like, I don't like any metal. You ever, you ever, you ever listen to, like, the first two Metallica records? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I get it. It's just not for me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But you guys took, like, that idea, made these crazy technical, fast, hardcore metal punk songs, and then somehow made them have, like, the poppiest hooks. And no one has done that. I mean, like... The first time I remember listening to Mute Print from like the very first 20 seconds, I was like, this is one of my new favorite bands. I think, I think when, when, you, when, you, when you have a market or like a, a genre or a scene that's like oversaturated with kind of uh, like, you know, the same kind of stuff, uh, everything gets really derivative. And for us, we, we never, we listen to a lot of that stuff. I mean... Who doesn't? Everyone, everyone's got different things that they like to listen to, whether they be, you know, uh, uh, popular or not. But uh, when it comes to making music, it's always way more fun to try to do something different. I think that's kind of what drives us, you know, and, and that's what's driven us since since we were kids in the basement. You know what I mean? Right, and no one's doing what you do. I guess you could argue bands like Strung Out and stuff, but I feel like you guys are so far ahead of what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, those guys were definitely huge, too. I mean, they, they're a big influence, and they also brought us out on some rad tours. Yeah, but you guys but, are so uh, much know. better, and it's already publicly hate, <laughs> It's already publicly hated that I hate Strung Out. Their drummer came to one of our shows, actually, in L.A., because I wrote a song about him. Oh, really? Yeah, did you know about that? No. Um, okay, well, this is worth telling, I guess. Is uh, Totally. Mixed, I'm intrigued. Mixtapes, it's not on an album. It's a really dumb song, and I hate that it still gets requested. But a guy that I know hit me up on Facebook one night, late at night, was just like, listen, man, this was when Mixtapes only had our first record out. We'd done, like, two tours. We weren't signed. And he was like, man, my girlfriend's broke up with me in four or five years. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind. You should write me a song. And I don't think he thought I would really do it. So I was like, all right, I'm sitting at home. It's 1 a.m. I'm going to write you a song. I was like, give me a list of things that you like. And a list of things your girlfriend likes. And her favorite band happened to be Strung Out. His favorite or hers? Hers. Oh, okay. So, it's like this country folk song that Moore and I made. doesn't even sound like mixtapes. And it says in the song, I can't believe you love Strung Out. 
That band's a mediocre version of the punk rock 90s. I know, I know, you think Teenage Laceland is good. Everyone says that, but that record sucks, so grow up. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently a friend of ours named Mac, who actually drum techs for Strung Out, played it for their drummer, and like he didn't think it was funny. He like thought it was super disrespectful that this young kid in his band... Who actually, Wait, Jordan thought, is that Jordan you're talking about? It was Jordan, yes. And <laughs> what's funny is at the time when he got mad, this was like two years after we made it, he heard it, we were probably at the same level as Strung Out, honestly, like touring and stuff, if not right. maybe at a bigger level. But he was like this disrespectful little kid punk, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, A, like I'm not a kid. B, our band's not a nobody anymore. And we got lucky. But it's funny because uh, he came to a show that we played in L.A., and stood yeah. straight in the front and stared at me. And I didn't know if he was being serious. <laughs> so he goes, why don't you play that song about my band? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And we never played that song. So we played it, and I sang it right to him. No way. Yes, very way. And then, oh, that's uh, so awesome. Afterwards, we talked, though, and we went to In-N-Out. And he was actually cool. Like he ended up, He ended up realizing, like, I told him the story behind the song, and he was like, Oh, I thought you were just being a dick, you know. And he was a cool dude, like no bad bad vibes at all. But it was a really funny, interesting night, to say the least. But yes, but uh, no. What I was gonna say, I think you guys. I mean, out of curiosity, you guys were a band called Smack and Isaiah. Yes. How many of the same members? What was that, dude? How many of the same members was the same lineup? Uh, me, Trevor, and Nick. So three of five. Um, Smack and Isaiah was obviously a little more goofy and maybe a little more pop punk, I guess. Uh, more like snot punk, I think. Yeah. So what made you guys become Wilhelm Scream? Um, one of our one of the original members was leaving, and we already had like a bunch of the songs uh, like written and kind of demoed, which the songs that would eventually become New Print. Right. Um, and so we were kind of changing. I mean, Smack and Isaiah was funny and fun. We used to write songs about, you know, people we thought were idiots in the scene and just kind of real tongue-in-cheek type stuff. And, uh, you know, stuff that you write when you're 17 years old or however old we were, you know. Um, and then, obviously, as you get older, you get a little bit more serious and mature or whatever, whatever, whichever, whichever one of those shitty words you want to use. Don't um, say mature. Mature. When men say they mature, it always means worse. You guys got better. Right. <laughs> well, we, 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 we just kind of became a more, you know, polished kind of a, a band, and we figured new bands, uh, like, you know, new songs, new band members, now's your chance to kind of, uh, you know, change our name to something equally as bad. So we just, you know, took it and ran with it. Right, and I was you know, gonna, if, you get, I, if you ever get a chance to change your bad band name into another bad band name, you should definitely do it. No, Wilhelm Scream is definitely a better band name yeah. than Smacking Isaiah. Why? Why was it Smacking Isaiah? What was? Yeah, that? what is that? Oh, uh, do you know the movie Losing Isaiah? Uh, vaguely. Well, it's 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 something to do with that. This is okay. that's a question better left for Trevor. I didn't care for either one of the band names. If I'm gonna be perfectly honest, but. Now, now I definitely prefer. I mean, now I definitely, you know, prefer Will on screen. Well, I was gonna say, Mute Print, which is your guys' first record, technically to me. Mm-hmm. Mute Print is a record that 
kind of like when you hear it, it just changes everything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously you're not going to look at yourself like that, but mute print is a record when you hear it just changes. You're like, Oh, like this is new. Like this is special. This is going to mean a lot to me. Yeah. So what was it? I mean, anybody listening, please go listen to mute print by Wilhelm scream. The first two songs, they don't hook you in. You're insane. And it's a crazy good record. And it's not wild. But like, Take I guess take me through. We don't usually get this in depth, but Mute Prince a record that I'm interested enough to know. Like, take me through recording that, like the changeover from the old band to making that record, and just how how big and good that record is. Like, what happened? That that record we record. Well, obviously we demoed the shit out of it because we were. Oh, <laughs> my kid just locked my girl out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because uh, the record starts rude. off. The, the record starts uh, anyway, off with you just uh, yelling for we were, fifteen seconds. Well, we we had um we had demoed it and we like, we we consider ourselves like really like you know we were really all about it and like trying to nail it. We didn't realize that we were we had no idea what we were doing until we sent those demos to Bill Stevenson and Jason at the blasting room, and then Bill like played it for us when we got there. It was like, hey, so what the hell is this? You can't hear anything like. It was like the worst demo like ever made ever, and uh, we only had. I mean, we obviously didn't have any money. We we had enough time to record. We had recording took us about seven days, five or yeah, between five and seven days recorded, around there. You recorded and then, in one week. Oh yeah, recorded. We record. We had it recorded and mixed in nine days. Holy shit! That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it was like I mean, wake up and wake up, get you know, have some coffee, start recording at nine, and then keep going until you know ten or eleven o'clock at night. So how does it sound but so it was, fucking? It good? was cool because Bill yeah, was really excited about it. Like Bill, Bill like had a huge boner for the record, and it was fun working with someone. I mean, you're working with Bill Stevenson, so anytime he's telling you that, it's, you know, it's it's fun for him, and then it kind of keeps you more focused and. uh it was it was it was rad. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Everyone was a little starstruck, you know, I'm at sure. first. But when you only have you know six days to record all these songs and all the parts, you get over that pretty pretty quick and just kind of go for it. The fact that you record that in a week. I, I don't, blows you my guys mind. you guys record the same way? Like you do like drums first and then guitars and then vocals at the end. Yeah. Well, that's what we did too. So it was pretty funny. I just sat well, around I've and done, played. I've uh, done. I've done both actually. In some bands, it's been weird. I've recorded where you do drums and then bass before guitars, but I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I just got to sit around on the couch for like four days playing uh, Tiger Woods golf, like on the PlayStation. So <laughs> right. that was like most of my recording experience at the Blasting Room was like perfecting my Tiger Woods game. I think you should all. I think you should always record vocals first. <laughs> vocals first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then make everyone else kind of like work around it. Right. Exactly. But Justin, Justin, and I had a thrash metal band called Lactating Penis, where we actually Lactating did penis. Lactating Penis, and our album was called Piss Your Shit Out Your Asshole, and we did we did record vocals yeah, first. We actually did. <laughs> we did. Is that available? Is that available on Interpunk? Or is uh, that like no, but I, I can I can email you the files. I'll text you uh, after the podcast. We, Sick. we have a we have a zip file of every song we've ever done together by every band we've ever made. So which includes lactating penis, verbal dynamite, and Burger King bowling. Yeah, and bubblegum oh, rap. Wow. Yeah, and a boy in his blob. 
<laughs> and a Buena's Blob. A Buena's Blob? Yeah, that was our first ever band. Actually, it was probably that was the first band that you were ever in, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was it? You guys got like a cease and desist order from Nintendo or whatever? No, I don't, I don't think we got big enough. <laughs> I don't think we quite. We sold. We sold. We sold. Game, it was a good. Well, it was also the most difficult, stupid game. No, of it was all a time. great game. But it was super hard. Yeah, we sold zero copies of our albums, so I don't think we'll get sued anytime soon. <laughs> I let's them. bring. Let's bring back a Buenos Blob. Nuno, will you be in it with us? Yeah, dude. Can, can you play <laughs> piano? Uh, yeah, dude, of course you can. <laughs> right, how hard can it be? I don't know. I mean, probably pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't play shit. <laughs> so, I remember in the midst of you guys, you guys were on Nitro Records, right? Yeah, that was uh, we the first record deal we got was a three-record deal with Nitro Which, Records. Who doesn't, no. who don't know, Nitro is owned by Dexter Holland, who's the singer of The Offspring, who might be the most embarrassing band on the planet at this point. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that one is pretty close, yeah. My, my question is, did you ever meet Noodles? <laughs> yes, I did. I actually smoked a cigarette behind CBGB's with Noodles. I was going to say... I've been dying to ask somebody that question for so long. <laughs> I saw Offspring for free, downtown Cincinnati, and they had a dude that wore black and white striped tight pants that hit skeleton heads that triggered drum pads and samples. And I literally was just oh, like, yeah, that dude. I was literally like, this is the bottom. This is rock bottom of where you can possibly be. Hey, do you f- want to hear a funny story about that? Yes. Okay. So we are just, you know, we're on tour. We're on warp tour, uh, supporting at the, t- I'm not sure if it was still new print. Let's just say it was new print record anyway. Uh, so our warp tour and, uh, a good friend of ours, Chris, who worked for Nitro Records, working the Nitro Records 10 on Warp Tour, uh, comes up to us uh, and is like, hey, you guys uh, you guys want to fly on Dexter's airplane to Montreal to the next show? Oh, because Dexter, Dexter from the Offspring is a pilot, right? Yeah, and he has a plane. You said anyway, yes, right? Like, Dude, of course we're going to, of course we're going like, to, of course we're going to go fly on this hold private on plane, one, right? Hold on one second. I just want to say, like, the more things get revealed about him, the worse I think he is. What about his hot sauce company? Oh, oh his hot sauce is so good, though. Isn't he like a physicist, too, or some shit? I like know. A, he's, like, he's like a microbiologist or something. Oh he's like God. PhD and all sorts of shit. I hate him New, so much. Nuno, do you know why I like you? Why is that? Every band member we ever have on this show, if we try yeah. to talk something negative about somebody else in a band, they won't say anything or tell any good stories. Oh, dude, let me finish. you got to hear this story. It's <laughs> so fucking perfect. All right, so anyway. Um, well, first, it was kind of, it was kind of rude, too. Uh, actually, no, so it wouldn't have been new print. It would have been one of the other records. Cause I think Curtis Lopez, who like filled in on bass rush for a little bit was just had just joined the band. So anyway, was he the one uh, that, uh, just left in the middle of a tour and flew yeah, home? Yeah. That's, Cause that's I remember, you, other I remember you guys, I, actually, I can talk some shit on him for days. I remember, anyway. well, I remember you, you guys calling me and asking me if I could learn the songs to play. Yeah, we ended up, uh, Nick Diener from the Swellers ended up filling in for the rest of that tour. Yeah. He's killing it. He was awesome. But uh, we also had to convince his parents to let him, like, drop out of college. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so anyway, we uh, so we say yes, and then we're like, okay, well, someone, I mean, it's Warped Tour, and we're not in a bus or nothing, so someone's still got to drive the van to, like, the next place, right? 
So the obvious choice was the new guy, because he hasn't been in the band. He shouldn't be able to fly in the plane, because um, we're dicks like that. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, luckily, Trevor's parents happened to be up in Canada to see the show, so they drove. So we hop in this plane. It was awesome. Every compartment, instead of having like pamphlets or magazines in it, was like full of beer. Uh, I got to sit shotgun. It was super, super fun experience. Well, we get to the airport and we meet up with the rest of the offspring. Now, one of the guys in the offspring is like super, like, uh, I don't know if he's a germaphobe or just like a personophobe, but like he doesn't like to be touched <laughs> at all. Wait, hold we on. We got hold wasted on. on that plane, dude. We got, we got like fall down drunk on that plane. <laughs> Wait, and did, I don't know if you, if you recall any of our drunken personas, but our drummer, Nick. Oh, I know your uh, drunk persona. Also, I know your drunk persona who, well. Who also goes by the name The Professor uh, when he's super wasted. Well, he wasn't super professored out or nothing, but he was drunk enough to be real touchy and real gross. <laughs> and he was all over the dude. Like, you can see this guy. And he was a big guy, like <laughs> six foot two, maybe, or, you know, taller than me anyway, which isn't saying much, but still. He was, like, cringing. He was almost in, like, a fetal position because we all had to take the same, like, uh, like contracted, like, truck limo-type service back to the hotel or whatever. Right. And Nick was just lambasting this dude. And then, uh, and then I was drunk, and I kept asking Dexter why he always sang with his sunglasses on, even inside. <laughs> and he wasn't feeling my line of questioning either. And so, long story short... As soon as we got to the hotel, dude, all those Austrian guys just, like, boogied, like, just pieced out, like, as fast as they could, and uh, just left us down in the, in the lobby. But it was, uh, it was a pretty fun afternoon, anyway. What, so, wait, you're saying that you got drunk on a plane while Dexter Holland flew you somewhere? No, Dexter wasn't flying the plane. Oh. He had some dudes fly the plane. Uh, oh, for, like... <laughs> Everyone was just getting wasted in the plane. Everyone was just drinking. Like, it was just, like, nonstop. There was beer and Jägermeister everywhere. Yeah. No, that, but I anyway. mean, just because at first I thought the story was that he flew you guys on his plane there. And I was just like, that is the weirdest. That would have to be the weirdest moment of your life if Dexter Hall was flying a plane and you were drunk. Oh, uh, dude. No, he, I mean, everyone was drinking except for the pilot. Right. Yeah. It was uh, it was a pretty pretty wild experience to say the least. So does Dexter Holland like? Is he just all about the money, which is fine, or does like does he think "Why Don't You Get a Job" is a good song? Like you're asking me, like I have to put myself in his play. Like, what do I think is going on inside the head of a millionaire <laughs> microbiologist with? Three PhDs? I don't know. Now, if you were that smart of a man, would you have written Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Dude. I mean, we, this line of questioning, I mean, we both know where this is going to end up. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, Listen, I, I mean, I'm going I'm to leave it at I'm gonna leave it at this. Like, someone once asked me, like, a question interview, like, oh, um, it was somewhere along, paraphrasing, obviously, it was somewhere along the lines of, like, uh, so what is it like, you know, being on record label owned by Dexter? You know, do you guys talk? Do you guys hang out? I'm like, what will we talk about, dude? You know what I mean? Like, I make like six seventy five at a at a you know a seafood store, and he's a multimillionaire who has his own plane and wrote Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Like, we're not exactly the kind of guys who are gonna like, you know, cozy up at the bar and trade stories. You know what I mean? We come from to- totally different places. 
That's true. That is very true. Now, if I, if now if I am gonna if I am gonna you know shed some sort of a positive light on it, I will say that Offspring's first record uh, when it came out, like I listened to it like nonstop. I thought it was fun. It was like uh, I think it's called Ignition. Yeah, Ignition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the very first record, and I thought that was really good. I really liked that. Um, when that came out, I was a super fan. But well, I've got a question also, for you then. I also, I also was like pretty stoked because at the time, Nitro Records like still had some pretty rad bands. Uh, AFI was still like a rock and roll band back then. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah Nitro at the time, you know, you had the Vandals, Guttermouth, AFI, yeah, Guttermouth, AFI. Yeah, they had some really rad bands, so I was, I was stoked, and they took good care of us for the year or so they remained an active label while we were on there, you know? Well, here's my question for you, and this is a serious question. Shoot. Which is better, Ignition by The Offspring as an album or the Ignition remix by R. Kelly? (laughs) Oh, R. Kelly, dude. Absolutely. Right answer. That's one of the best songs of all time. I don't care what anybody says. That's the song, Trino Trevor in the band. What? Trevor just got married. Trevor Riley to, from from our band, from my band, just got married, and his first dance song with his wife was uh, remixed to Ignition. <laughs> Dude, mixtapes covered that song. So did my hip hop group. Dude, so good. It's such a well written song. It's crazy. R. Kelly might be a my, piece my friend, of shit. You know Rebecca? She uh, she does like a bunch of photos for punk rock bands and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, she posted something on Instagram that uh, I guess a bird flew into her apartment. And flew into her closet, and she like slammed the door on it, and then texted her boyfriend, asked him what she, what she should do. He said, "Oh, you should name it R. Kelly." Uh, and I was like, dude, that's, "That's brilliant, dude! You got a bird in your closet named R. Kelly. That's so perfect." Oh, that's good. That's Have you say. seen the whole locked in the closet, like like the hip hop or like the entire thing? Yeah, I, one night uh, when they played it on IFC from that's like right. from like I forget what it was like. They played all three. Of them, like all whatever thirty three chapters or whatever there is. Dude, I'm hugely into R. Kelly. Uh, like that yeah, I man. I popped it on, dude. And it was like right at the point where like it was like there was like a midget under the sink. Oh yeah, or yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. And he finds him because the midget shit himself. There's a, it was a midget, a midget, a midget. It was uh, amazing. The, seriously, trapped in the closet fascinates me more than anything that has ever happened, because well, it's like it's, yeah. First of all. You got arrested for peeing on an underage girl, and nobody yeah. cared. Then you made a record where you sing the lyric along with the piano, you've got pretty teeth. <laughs> and then you made Trapped in the Closet, which is the most absurd thing no, that's no, no. ever been made. No, Ryan, that's not true. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, it's oh, amazing. The most absurd thing Sorry. that's ever been made, and I don't know if Nuno's seen the, uh, have you ever seen the DVD of Trapped in the Closet? No, I have not. Okay, well, the most absurd thing ever made is the DVD of Trapped in the Closet where there's a commentary track that's not a commentary track. It is literally a filmed-from-behind perspective of R. (laughs) Kelly in a wingback chair smoking a cigar commenting on his own brilliance. No. Yeah, so it's like... It's like a fucking recursive picture of like a of a guy holding a picture of himself holding a picture of himself, only it's R. Kelly. This is what happens. It's from behind, so you don't ever see him except when he turns around to the camera <laughs> out of the chair to comment on how brilliant something he did is uh, in the thing he's. Why, 
Oh, it's amazing. Can I got to put this. I got to put that on my Amazon wish list you, as soon as this interview is we, over. Yeah, can we absolutely out, need Can to. we also talk about the R. Kelly song "Real Talk"? Oh my God, "Real Talk" is a song by R. Kelly that I spread throughout the nation, which I'm pretty sure through some mutual friends, Man Overboard might have named their album because of the song that I found. Where it's a song about how he is in the club and his girlfriend gets mad. My favorite part is at the end of the song, he just keeps on going, Milton? Milton? I don't know who Milton is, but I would love to know who Milton is. The whole song takes place as his half of a conversation on a cell phone. So, like, (laughs) you don't hear what she's saying. Just Which, what he's saying. As a matter of fact, the song tonight that we end this podcast with oh, is Real Talk real by talk, R-, R-, yeah, R. Kelly. It's got to be. But, Nuno, That's you real. have to listen to Real Talk. Oh, and you got to watch that DVD commentary. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally, it is him watching his own thing <laughs> with smoking a cigar and drinking, like, cognac or Hennessy or whatever he's drinking. And every once in a while, he literally turns around in the chair doesn't like they don't change camera angles to show him like front like like front like you would like if somebody was sitting in a chair. No, he turns around and leans out of the chair and talks to the camera saying this part is the most brilliant thing that anyone's ever written <laughs> or he also calls like everything that happens in the entire thing a cliffhanger. Every time that anything happens, a well, he's right. Thing, he's right. He's always he's like, right. he's like you going to love this cliffhanger right here. You going to love this one. This cliffhanger is crazy. This cliffhanger and it's like, but he'll do it not at the end of the chapter of, of the thing. He'll do it as things are happening. So every 30 seconds, he's saying it's another cliffhanger, even though when it's really resolved. It's just the progression of the plot line or right. whatever. Yeah, even though the cliffhanger would be resolved one second later if he just would shut the fuck up and let you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> love this cliffhanger right here. Yeah, he does it. Every time, and then he turns around every once in a while. Like, there's a part where he's like that preacher guy in the church, and he's like dancing around and stuff. He seriously turns uh-huh. the camera and starts laughing. <laughs> no, no commentary. Just starts laughing. Do you think? He's, and then turns back around. Do you think he's serious or do you think he he's is crazy? One hundred fucking percent serious. So he's crazy. Yeah, he's he absolutely has to be crazy. Insane. Oh he's, yeah, he's a madman. He pees I mean, on children. All, all geniuses are. He doesn't pee on children. She was like fourteen. <laughs> And he was like 34. <laughs> he was older than that. Yeah. Now. Tell you that much right now. Why is there an age limit? Is it like, is it, like, it becomes <laughs> un, uncool? So like, oh, dude, what are you in your 30s? You got to stop peeing on people. No, no like, I just, I'm saying that like Ryan arguing that she wasn't a child because she was 14 in comparison to R. Kelly, who was basically a middle aged man at the time. Yes, yeah, she right, was a yeah. child. Nuno and Justin, have, you, have either of you guys ever peed on someone? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. not a child. Wait, hold on, wait. You say yes, Nuno? Oh, yeah, I used to do it all the time. Who do you pee not on? During, not during sex, but like, you know when you're like, uh, do you ever take like pools? Uh, like, you ever have to go swimming in, in gym class? Yeah. Well, I used to do this thing where you'd go up and like you'd be standing at the urinal or whatever, getting like, you know, in your bathing suit before you have to go pee, like, you know, before you have to go swimming. And then just turn to the person next to you and pee all over their legs. John, John fucking Lewis from my old band, Black Tie Bombers, and now on the Dopamines, when we were on tour, we would be in urinals. He used to pee all over my fucking shoe. Yeah. Oh, gnarly. He also did this. That, that would do it to, like, you know, you're at least you're like near a shower or some sort of water that, you know. 
Oh, but yeah. Still, yeah, it's funny. John's never cared about that kind of thing. One time when he was working at this pizza place, his boss said something to him. Like that he just, he was like, he just kind of like was like, I don't like what you're saying. He turned around and forced himself to piss himself in front of her. <laughs> just like for absolutely no reason other than that would make her be like, that's disgusting. You have to go home. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, something to be said for showmanship. Exactly. Yeah. The show must go on. <laughs> well, Nuno, um, a lot of things we like to do with musical guests are, are there any bands that you're listening to that people might not know about or anything good or any bands or albums you want to promote for people to listen to? Um, well, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be going down to Fest, so we'll be doing pre-Fest down there with a bunch of incredible bands. Um, we talked about a few older, like, kind of punk bands that maybe we used to listen to back in the day. Chicks Dig It is one of those bands that I'm really excited because I never got a chance to see that. You know what? Chicks Dig It is a band everyone should listen to, and we're playing their show, and I can't be more excited. Chicks uh, Dig dude, It is so, so underrated. Good. Chicks Dig It. Um, there's another Canadian band that uh, I got turned on to like a little while ago, and as soon as I heard them, I, I got like everything I could. Uh, they're called... Um, oh, shoot. What are they called now? Uh, the Canadian dudes... Uh, they're pretty, the Dirty Mill. They're not from Montreal, are they? What's that? They're not from Montreal, are they? The Dirty Mill? No, they're from uh, They're from someplace that speaks English. Good, because we just shit all over Montreal for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we talked, before you called in, we talked about Montreal for a while. <laughs> uh, dude, I would have loved to shit all over Montreal. Well, please, go ahead. No, dude. <laughs> I was talking about the fact that I went to a McDonald's or Burger King in Montreal and I tried to order something, and since I didn't speak French, the person looked at me like I was Hitler. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they—that's kind of their thing, right? When you guys play Montreal, have you have you ever played the uh, the underground? Hey, one time, I, one time I took a, a dump on a on a Montreal street. True, true story. Well, who hasn't done that? I lit- <laughs> I literally shit on Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played the underground in Montreal? What a fucking misnomer, dude. How can you call it the underground when it's like 14 fucking yeah, flights Yeah, you have to walk up, up four <laughs> fucking flights of stairs. Ugh. And we get there. It's just like those fucking we get there pieces of shit. For Pooza Fest, and they say, we have an entire backline for you. SJC, drum kit, orange amps, bass, and guitar. We're like, awesome. Like, you, you should still load all your stuff in, though, because you'll probably get broken into. What the fuck? Well, that's the kind of place you want to, you know, have a festival at. Then I went to try. <laughs> I, I went to try to order a pizza. The guy talked to me in French, and I was I was very polite, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't speak French. I'm from Ohio." And he gave me a look like I was Hitler. Well, that's because you're from Ohio, dude. And then it's you funny. Said, you should have said like Montana or someplace. You probably would have been fine. And we talked about it more last week, but it's funny because. It, uh, we took Mast Intruder on tour, and Dave, their mm-hmm. merch guy, the, the uh, guy from Mon- this the guy from Montreal, walks up to him and goes, "I want to buy a shirt from you, but they all suck." <laughs> That's classically. Um, right? I uh, saw your band last time, and they were really like much better. And this time, it's not very good at all. <laughs> and I was wondering uh, who is responsible for this. Uh, like what the fuck my thing is like i don't get why they have that attitude because they're a very small pocket 
of a population that doesn't give a shit about them. But right. they and act then, like they're better than every other fucking person. A guy walked up to Armor's person the same show, and he goes, I, I want to buy mixtape shirts, but uh, why do you have no shirt with just no small logo in the middle? I don't like the big print. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Let me go in the back and print you a shirt real quick. Oh, man. Yeah, they don't get it. It is what it is. Excuse me. I yeah, the, band, the, the band's called the Dirty Nail. They're really, really good. I think, I think you would really like them, actually. What band? The Dirty Nil. Like N-I-L? Yep. All right. All right, The Dirty Nil. The Dirty Zero. That's a good That's a good, good one. That's a good band for people to check out, so people check them out. But mainly check out a Wilhelm Scream. Because no, mainly yeah. check out the Offspring album, Ixnay on the Ombre. <laughs> with the song <laughs> Original Prankster featuring Method Man. <laughs> that's right. But, uh... No, thank you. This has been wonderful. No, thank you guys for uh, for having me on, man. It's really stoked. Nice had, to hear your voice. I had uh, one question. What I wanted to Jeez. ask because you were talking about before about how they like Wilhelm Scream doesn't sound like other bands and stuff. Well, Ryan was saying that, and mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because there's only two bands that I can currently think of that occupy a space that nobody else does, and it's you and Dillinger Four, like. A lot of bands, a lot of, a lot of bands want to be Dillinger Four. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is like both of you, both you and them, have a sound that influences a lot of people, and people do probably try to replicate it. But there's never been anybody who's successfully done it. You know what I mean? Like you'll hear a I, lot. Yeah, of, I agree. I love I love D Four. They're one of my all time favorite bands, so I can't. One of my favorite. Any any time that any time our we're even brought up in the same sentence as them it's i feel on it you know right but that's what i'm saying is like what like do you feel that way do you feel like other bands like that you influence or whatever uh have or there's other bands even maybe you didn't influence but just are were around at the same time or whatever do you think anyone has sounded like you at all because like even with dillinger four i don't think that there are bands that sound like them you know what I mean? Like, you both have such no, a I don't, yeah, distinct... No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes it can be, you, you can alienate yourself, you know what I mean? But uh, it's music, so... It's, right. I mean, we're not we're not writing this... We, we didn't set off to write songs to to cash checks to, you know what I mean? So... Right. It, I mean, you, like I said, it's easy. It's You can alienate yourself when, you, when you're doing it just for you and your friends. And that's fucking fine, dude. That's totally fine with me. I don't care. Like, it's not about... Facebook likes or, you know, who's trending or who's playing the coolest place in Brooklyn or, you know, who's got the t-shirts or the smallest print in the middle. It's like, none of that shit really matters. It's just, uh, if I'm going to, if I'm going to leave on a note, I'm going to leave on a, on a bitter old man note. Right. Uh, <laughs> none of that stuff matters, man. Like I, I and you, it, it shows there are bands like Dillinger four. There's a lot of, of other bands too, that are, are kind of similar, that kind of stuck to their own kind of, you know, the, they're stuck to their guns and didn't really change because they didn't need to. You know what I mean? Right. They're they're just fine the way they were. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I hold I hold those kinds of bands in, in really high regard. Yeah, I just I mean I I pre- I love that idea of like sticking to what you want to do uh-huh. and you know only doing what you want to do. But I think it's like also interesting that like you hear okay like Chicks Diggits also one of my favorite bands has been for like mm. more than a decade, but you've heard. <laughs> A hundred bands that sound like Chicks Dig It. You know what I mean? Like the Hex yeah, Doll, you, yeah, the that Hex kind Doll of like Ramonesy, uh, like, sure, yeah, 
But like when you think of Dylan Trevino, Weasel, queers kind of thing. Yeah, I mean even that. But I mean like specifically like Chicks Dig It. Like Chicks Dig It was of that Ramones core thing, but mm-hmm. the way that like KJ sings and stuff is very different than anyone else. But the Hexalls and then Houseboat and then uh And even Mass Intruder. Yeah, or... those bands right, yeah. Right. Well, like, Home, Home Scream is a band that is very hard to duplicate, same as Dillinger 4. Yeah. And it's funny because I would say that my two favorite current punk bands that are together are Home Scream and Dillinger 4. Yeah, I'd go with that. I'd like to do a tour with those guys someday if they ever want to do a tour. Not, not trying to suck your dick or anything, except that I'd like Well, why, why not, dude? Well, okay, I'll suck your dick. Man, it's Thank fine. you. Wait, that's not PC. Someone's going to be offended, man. Oh, dude, that's perfect. The less PC, the more offended people get. That that <laughs> means like good ratings, right? <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, yeah, pretty true actually. <laughs> but if you uh, can handle if you can handle the hate. Well, we get a lot of it, so I think <laughs> that's good. that means you're doing that means you're doing something right. We've already pissed off enough people this episode before we even talked to you, so don't worry about it. We talked yeah. about disrespecting the military, so yeah, just like dissing them. Just like no nice uniform, asshole. <laughs> well, no, we were talking. Tell what me, what is that like a gun, before, you fucking be, idiot? Before we're done with you, this, like is, this is gonna be our longest episode ever because I gotta pee after this and then talk more. But uh, yeah, I gotta go. Get, I gotta have dinner anyway. I gotta, I gotta salad because I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Do you feel you're trying to lose weight? You're a fit, I'm, fucking, I'm, sexy man. Thank you. You're welcome. Right, I gotta go. I gotta have dinner with my family, dickweeds. And I bet your dick is at least six inches. It's at least five and a half to six inches. Okay, all right. Around. <laughs> do you I don't feel? Know what that means. Do you feel like it's kind of weird that Americans are so like concerned about ISIS when American government? is over there killing more people than ISIS is. Sure. I mean, but I'm more concerned with, like, when are they going to put out, like, a Call of Duty worth buying? It's been, like, fucking five years. <laughs> right. Well, it certainly isn't going to be this year, because if you it's watch... certainly the, not. Do you see that yeah. garbage you're trying to pass? Yeah. Ugh. Do you want a jump a jet and a hover bike? Here you go. That is not yeah, Call of Duty. Right? Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'd rather than make, like, a Revolutionary War one where you have to, like, like load your musket. It takes, like, 15 minutes or whatever, like... That to me would be more enjoyable than the schlock that they're putting out now. But yeah, absolutely, it is terrible. That's but awful, if you dude. haven't played Shadow of Mordor, I know that has nothing to do with Call of Duty. You should. How is it good? That's like oh. one of those ones I'm on the fence with. No, no, don't be on the fence, man. It is literally one of the best games I played in like five years. Because it all it just looks like Assassin's Creed, but with different, you know, but with like trolls, you know. But is that but bad? Like, no. Is that a bad thing? It's like. No, no, you're right. It's not a terrible thing, but I mean... This is what it is. It's like Assassin's Creed. If Assassin's Creed uh, got with, like, Batman and Skyrim, and then... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's that. Well, that's and, I had pre-ordered the new Batman, but, like, it keeps getting pushed back, like, six months every right. every few months. Well, so. so if you want something to, to tide you over, play mm-hmm. Shadow of Mordor, because it's... it's yeah, I didn't, I didn't get Destiny either. That's another one I'm, I'm thinking about getting, too. Yeah, I'm, like, really... late to the party on it. I would wait. About, I'd wait another like seven or eight months to get that until they fleshed wait out. For the, wait for the price drop. Well, need, no, just need, until they fleshed out all the problems. I need to talk about the evil within, but we'll get there later. But uh, <laughs> man, there's so much today. This is this is a good episode. 
We'll do like another one, just strictly talking shit on games. We're just like oh, gamer we can, it up. Well, we can definitely do that. No, no. Will you come back on soon? And we'll talk about video games. No doubt. We'll talk about whatever you guys want. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go have your salad. All right. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for having me. Everyone, listen to a Wilhelm scream. We'll put the link in the uh, Tumblr and go listen to literally one of the best bands in America. Which, for how goofy Nuno is, when you listen to the band, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised about how fucking good they are. Awesome. Unless you're from Montreal, and then you'll hate If you're from Montreal, you'll probably go, why do you not speak English? (laughs) Am I I racist now? Does that make me racist? No, it doesn't, because it doesn't make any sense why they would say, why do you not speak English? Because they speak French. Because I'm from fucking Ohio. That's That's why I don't speak English. All right, Nuno, we'll talk to you soon. I love you, brother. Have a good the band is so guys. good. Mute Prime Runner, Party Crasher. You, Look it up on Spotify, YouTube. It's a Wilhelm, W-I-L-H-E-L-M, Scream. Which, for people that don't know what a Wilhelm Scream is, was back in the day, whenever you had horror movies. It was, or any, like... Or now, even, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it still exists. It was like the canned uh, Scream people would use that wasn't like actually made for that movie set. It was just used as a scream. Yeah. But they're playing a type of punk rock that no one else is doing. Nope. It's catchy. The lyrics are amazing. And honestly, like Nuno is my friend. Like he spends the night at my house. But man, I look up to that band more than anything. And I know Justin loves them too. Oh yeah, they're so great. So listen to Mute Print, and the first 20 seconds don't make you go like, holy fuck, because it starts oh, with just Nuno screaming by himself, no music. That Actually, that album, I mean, aside from like Midwestern songs and maybe like a handful of other albums, like that album holds up so fucking well. It makes no sense, because it's 10 years old at this point. Like It is 10 years old, and the first time I heard Mute Print, that's what I, that's what I mean, is like, I was changed. I was like, yeah. fuck, this record, man, like... This changes things. Like yeah, this is, it was a future, like it was a future-looking album. That's for sure. Absolutely. Without them even knowing, apparently they record it in a fucking week, which doesn't. <laughs> and make any then sense. Ruiner, which came after it, is just oh, as good. So good. Yeah. I mean, they just yeah. And they've thing. influenced like all of everyone's favorite things. Like direct hit, I don't think would exist without them yeah. being a, a band. Like tons of like bands that everybody likes now. Without, Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Would you fuck uh, Justin Bieber? Three. No, he's too dirty now. Like, would you fuck him out of anger? Just like mm. Justin Bieber, you're a piece of shit. I'm gonna fuck the shit. No, out No, you know what? I wouldn't because I I wouldn't want to give him any kind of pleasure. I just I just I just come on him. <laughs> come on his little tattoos. This episode would better be called "I Just Come on Justin Bieber." Yeah, it will be. Um, I want to talk about something. Want to do some questions? No, we can just go ahead. And, I mean, we might we might as well just issue questions this week. We're already at like two hours and something. So, um, what I want to talk about, which, which our apologies, but you know, we'll get to questions next week. It's fine. Maybe this week. Maybe I'll sneak over here where you're asleep. And do what? Record yourself answering questions? Because I'm pretty sure I would hear you and wake up. My house isn't that big. Well, then you come down and help me. No. If you're somewhere and I have to come somewhere and help you, something horrible is going to happen, I feel like. Like what? 
Because you're saying come down and help me, but I know the word help means a different thing than what I would think. Like, yeah, I would come down here and sit down and talk and like answer questions, but your version of the word help in that sentence seems like it would be like something completely different. I'm a little weird. Yeah, that's an <laughs> understatement. One day we'll get into all the things that you've done. I no, mean, we, I've, I've no we will not. A few, no, we will not. We will never. Anyway, so you wanted to talk about something. You had an idea of something you wanted to talk about when you came in today. I did. I tweeted about it. I got a few. Re- I got a lot of responses actually. So tweeted us, but uh, California recently passed a law called yes means yes. What that law means is that say you're hanging out with somebody that you potentially want to date, right? Mm-hmm. You start making out. You start touching each other. Things go from there. You get naked and have sex. The next day, that girl could call it rape because you have to actually say, yes, I want to have sex with you. Right. And there has to be like verbal confirmation now, some people on Twitter already got mad about my opinion, but here's my thing. I am a very, I stand up for femininity. I stand up for human rights. I stand up for anybody having their rights violated. If someone rapes someone, I think they should have their dick fucking cut off. And right. I think they should be sent sent to a dick cut off prison. But what? <laughs> I'm I don't just, know if there's a separate prison where people have their dicks cut off. There's not, but I'm just saying, like, if you rape someone, you're the worst piece of shit on the planet. No, you're right. But what I'm saying is, that law to me is crazy, because, and some people are going to disagree, and people are going to get mad, and that's fine. Write in, like I said, and tell me your opposite opinion. I'd like to hear it. But what about, like, the romance, like, when you're teenagers, you know, and you're making out well, what just, about any time in yeah, life when or like, even life now like at our age when you're when you're making out with a girl and, and, <laughs> not when you burp in their face well, right? I, I burped <laughs> yes but like what about when you're just making out with a girl you yeah. start touching each other things just go and and do. it turns to sex like in California now that could be rape that is a crazy law and I get that a bunch of people that call themselves feminists are gonna say that we're assholes. But what, what about, I mean, what about who... romance, man? What about getting drunk and getting tipsy? Like, And here's my example. A guy that went to college in California, he was drunk. And the girl he was texting was drunk. The guy texted her and was like, do you want to come over? She texted him back and said, do you have a condom? Mm. He texted back and said, yes. Girl then texted her friend, girlfriend, and said, I'm going to this guy's house to have sex. Mm. They had sex. The next morning, she regretted it, reported it, and he got kicked out of college. Yeah. That's... Now, you can be as much feminist as you want. That's A, sexist. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. B, why the fuck did he get kicked out of college? That girl tw- texted her friend saying, I'm going to have sex. Yeah. But because she didn't say, yes, let's have sex. Right. He got kicked out of college. Yeah, because, I mean, even then, that doesn't make any sense because it's not even subtext, subtext then. She was saying, asking, you know, do you have a condom? She said, let's, do you have a you condom? Know. So the yes means yes law, like, I tweeted about it and a few people said, 
well, we need this law because people need to agree and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, isn't there a difference, though, between, like, sexually abusing somebody to the point of just, like, normal romance? Like, maybe you've had a few drinks, maybe not, where you're just making out on your couch and it leads to sex. Like, isn't that what, like, life and, like, being a teenager is all about? Well, I mean, yeah. It's insane Well, that's what I'm me. saying is, like, is that, like, if you're on a date with somebody and you guys start, like, making out and, like, things are headed that way, like, so you have to stop the entire proceedings. Like, it's almost like, oh, I have to stop the proceedings. I, I need you to sign this contract. That's what I mean. And that's that's just it. Say you're hanging out and you're making out and you start to, like, reach your hand up the girl's shirt down the girl's pants and she says no. Then, then fucking you stop. stop. Yeah. You stop, absolutely. Because that is wrong. Right. And that's rapey. But yes means yes, I feel like, is a crazy law. And a few people on Twitter already got mad at me for disavowing it. But it, it doesn't make sense. Part what? of being a teen or an adult is if you like someone and you want them to be your girlfriend or boyfriend, you're going to hang out. You're going to have dinner. You're going to have a point where you're watching a movie or something. You start making out. And you're going to have a point where you start getting to private parts. Yeah. To stop and say, will you say Wait, yes you start to this? watching the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts. <laughs> to stop and say, will you say yes to this, is completely insane. Like, right. And the fact that that guy got kicked out of college, that's sexist. Right. Because for some reason, people want to believe sexist only exists towards girls. And 99% no, of the yeah. time, it does. Yeah. And I agree. And I could even call myself a feminist. As in, I support women and yeah. the rights. But that guy should not have been expelled from college. And the no. girl was not. Not at all. And she texted her friend saying, I'm going to have sex with this guy. And the guy gets kicked out of college and the girl doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's uh, My problem with it is, is, like, I already live in fear of somebody accusing me of something that I didn't do. That's just it. You know what I mean? Like, if I lived in California, I would do nothing but, like, worry all the time. Like, because I've, I mean, there's been plenty of times, like, where I've gone out with a girl and then we ended up, like, hooking up or whatever. And, like, the next day I'll even be like, hey, that was, like, fine, right? Like, like, like what happened was all right, you know? And they're like, yeah, why are you even asking that question? But the thing is, is, like, I never know, and I'm, like, scared to death of that anyway. So, like, living in that, under that law would be, like, the most terrifying thing. I would just, like, sit in my apartment all day and never talk to anybody for fear of, like, them thinking I was doing something wrong, you know? Well, that's just it. It's, like, what happened to, like, being teenagers and doing this and that, like... Well, I don't want to look at it that way, because it's too fucking nostalgic, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. there's a lot of sexual assault that happens in high schools. It's not like... No, it's some, you well, know true, I mean? obviously. There's, like, but, yeah. fo- football teams raping people. But, right. I mean, like... No, but, I mean, I agree with you in the the way that it's, like... The idea know, of, what, like, you're with a girl, or you're with a guy, if you're a girl, whatever. You're watching a movie, like, you're on the couch or the bed. You start to make out. You start to touch each other. Do you need to stop and have a conversation? Like, where's the romance? Like, where's the yeah. date? You know what I mean? Like, and no, I mean, I don't disagree with that. But I think that, like, if somebody wants to do something, then they they can. 
But like, right. there's also the problem is, is like, there's also repercussions to things. So like, if you're ashamed of a thing you did, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Like that takes too much of the culpability out of things. Like, if you don't ever have to deal with consequences of things, then like, like the world's too like. Right, not like, too safe. But if you're like a rapey dude, then fuck off. But I'm saying, yeah. like, say you're making out with a girl. Yeah, if you're just like a dude, no, don't do that. You pull it out this way towards you, like it bends, so that you don't rub it against the fucking. <laughs> so say like you know you're on your bed watching TV with a girl, you're making out, you start taking each other's clothes off, and you're getting ready to have sex. Right. Imagine having to be like, hey, hey before yeah. before we do this real quick, We're, yeah, can you say yes? That's what I'm saying. That's like, fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Can I Because get the... if the girl didn't want you to start to do it with her, she would probably say, I'm uncomfortable. Or no. I don't want or it. Or whatever. Or no. And I, like, I understand where the law stems from. I get it. I understand the intention of it. It just seems overboard. Right. Because if you're at the point where you're naked and you're about to enter a female, if the girl didn't want it, I'm going to assume it wouldn't have gotten to that point. But then again, I don't know because I have a hard time with that because... And it is hard to say exactly because you can manipulate people and people are weak. So Right, and they have a, like people have a hard time saying no to things even if they don't want it. Right. Like, And I understand the intention of it. This is the problem, okay? I don't have a problem necessarily with the law. Like, whatever. If that's the way that it is, that's the way that it is. But my problem is, is like there's there can be a precedent set where somebody is abusing that. Like, I get that it's there to protect people, but... The I think the guy kicked out of college that was the girl abusing it. No, I'll agree with that, because that seems overboard that he would get kicked she out. She texted because, her friend saying, I'm going right. to have sex with this guy. So it's like, in one way, I agree that like a thing like it should exist, because, but it needs to be super specific. Yes, like, absolutely. It has to be, because otherwise you get that. Or you get a guy who goes to jail for 25 years for rape when he didn't do anything. Yes. Like, you know, or like, a, or a girl or, uh, or, you know, anybody, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to just be like a guy. It's always like, it could be a girl who did something and a guy didn't want it. And then that happens, you know, but, um, well, I've been saying this for a long time. I think rape is the worst thing ever. Right. If you're a man and you rape a woman, you should be in jail for life. You should be killed, castrated, whatever. Yeah. But I also think if you're a girl that falsely accuses a guy of raping somebody, you're not much better. No. Like the Conor O'Burst thing, the guy from Bright Eyes. The yeah. girl gave a detailed account of his rape, said he raped her, gave a detailed experience of it. So he sued her. And then people online were like, I can't believe this motherfucker sued this girl. He's a piece of shit. Blah, 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 blah. Right. So then it comes out. After the evidence is all presented, the girl literally goes, I'm sorry, I made it all up. Yeah. None of it happened. But now, Conor O'Burst's wife you know, divorced him. He's looked at as a rapist. And he didn't do anything. No. So is that girl much better? Like, she should be punished. No, like, I agree. That's a I, yeah. serious, serious, serious thing to accuse somebody of. No, I agree. But I think, I mean, I definitely agree that, like, it's a, It should be the same thing as, like, when you report a crime that's not happening. Right. Like, when you keep calling the cops out, and then eventually you get arrested because It's of like false... the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. But, yeah. like, people who report crimes that aren't happening get arrested because it's uh, 
public panic or whatever. Um, and you should, there should be some repercussion there. But at the same time, I also think that there should be something that tells, like, the media should be, ref- should be forced to report that side of things. Like, all they want to do is, like, say, like, oh, well, he did this or she did this and that's just whatever. It. But there's never – and then when it comes out that it didn't happen, well, the nobody con- says – The like, Conor O'Burst thing, it was a huge deal when he raped somebody. And then when it came out that it was totally false. Nobody said anything. No one really reported exactly. anything. And no. he actually didn't do anything. Yeah. The girl literally said, I made this all up yeah, to gain some notoriety. Right. Like he didn't do anything wrong. I mean that, that whole Are there two females behind us just eating tubs of ice cream? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's how you know we're balling, I guess. There's two females behind us dipping into each other's ice cream, just eating ice cream. They're on the rag, bro. <laughs> we are some fucking ballers. Yeah. Um what do you know. what do you like, what do you guys think? It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to be able to hear it, so we don't need <laughs> off mic like <laughs> I hate when people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. No offense to you guys. You're eating ice cream. Shut up. Um, Eat your ice cream. I know you are. Just you're dipping. This is sad. This is sad. It's all my fucking it's god. Pumpkin. Oh, you brought fuck. Pu- you brought pumpkin things in my house. Can we get some pumpkin spice fucking condoms while at it? With pie crust in it. I need. I need you to leave. <laughs> I, I need so. you both to leave Listen. my house. Oh, this is my house. Oh. All right. So anyway, what I'm saying is yes means yes is a law that I think in some ways makes sense, but it's fucking it's no, fucked I think, up, man. I think it's it, fucked up. I think it's I think it's a well-intentioned law. But, but ima- I think imagine if you were with a girl. That would never happen. <laughs> Imagine if you were with a girl. Right. You started making out with her. You yeah, started like touching her. She oh, touched you. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But go ahead. <laughs> well, you, we're, I know we're in imaginary land right now. What are you trying to tell me right now? Nothing. So, uh, but imagine if you were with a girl. You started making out. You started touching each other. It led to sex, and the next day the police were at your door saying you raped her. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like. It wouldn't happen to me because I'm the worst and like my anxiety is so bad that like I literally would be the person who would be like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? And then the next morning would be like, was that fine? I don't know. Is Are you going to be mad at me? Like, Okay, well, you know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm the guy that will make out with a girl and I'll have sex with her. Like consensual, obviously. Fucking pig. Piece I'm not a shit. pig, okay? God, you're a piece of shit. But I'm just saying. You make like, out with a girl and have sex with her? Ugh. I've had sex five times today. With you? Everyone. <laughs> it's weird. So, no, but now. I'm saying, like, I just can't imagine, like, this dude gets kicked out of college, and people say sexism is only, you know, to women, and 95% of the time it is, but right. I feel like it's sexist. Why no, it is. it is. That's the thing, is, like, it's not... The problem is that once it's too specific of a law... But also too broad of one, right. like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily cover everyone for their interactions. But it's also being too specific of like, but look, do you, you understand ag- if you if you feel like you made a mistake, 
you can go ahead and like blow the whistle on this, but you shouldn't because that's not the way life works. Like at least it shouldn't work. But do you agree that yes means yes at least takes romance out of sex? To the point where if you're making out with a girl hot and heavy, you get naked, you have to ask for permission. Like it takes out like the romance of it. Am I crazy to well, say I that? I mean, I don't know that even like should like, you look at the girl and be like, "Hey, can I have sex with you right yeah, now?" No, I mean that's weird. But at the same right? time, like the thing is, is like that's a that's like a two second interaction. So like not a big deal. It, I don't think it would take everybody completely deal, out of the moment. But if a girl is naked and you're on top of her, and like you guys are messing around for an hour or two, yeah, do you need to ask permission? I mean, like. If she doesn't want to have sex with you, she's just gonna say no. Right. And that that's that's the thing, is like but the but again, you already brought it up is the problem is is that like there's a lot of people who have a huge amount of trouble with saying no to things. Like they get scared right. of like somebody who's And there are be some girls Yeah, there are some girls and boys, you know what I mean? whatever. That's the reason why the law for its intention, I think, is a good thing. I think it's a bad thing because it opens the door to, like, stupid behavior. Well, such as that guy getting kicked out of college. Right, that's what I mean. That's fucking is, insane. Is, like, he didn't do anything wrong. Right. So that's, like, a main thing, but I'm not going to agree with you that it's a bad thing. And I'm also not going to agree that, like, you can't – I mean, it takes one second to ask a question. Right. You but know what I mean? Guy, it's the this same. Guy, this guy got kicked out of college. It ruined his entire career. When a girl texted him and said, "Do you have a condom?" No, no, I know, and I don't. And he we said don't, yes. Yeah, you don't have to go over it again. You've said it fifteen <laughs> times. I'm saying that like, it doesn't. It it matters in that way. I disagree with it being used that way. Right. But I don't disagree with the fact that like, yeah, man, like to make people feel comfortable. Sometimes you should ask, considering that there's like sexual assaults that happen every like three seconds in this country. You Agreed. know what I mean? That go unreported. I agree. So yeah. The intention of the law makes sense. The execution of the law, probably not. But it's also in California where a lot of laws that they bring to the books make little sense, and well, the execution makes he, little sense. Here's where like, we go then. Do you think that law should be nationwide? No, no not that exact law. I think some version of it should. Because okay. you don't – the problem is, is, yeah, as much as sexual social contract, whatever – there's emotions involved. There's people involved. You don't, and sometimes, especially with casual encounters and stuff like that, you don't know the other person as well. So, if like there's a girl or a guy or anybody who's uncomfortable with the situation but doesn't want to say no because they're afraid of what the repercussions of that would be, then they should be protected from feeling like they're less than someone else because they wouldn't. You know, which right? Like I said, don't get me wrong. Like I think if you rape somebody, like if you're a male that is a rapist, right, you should be castrated. Like not that, that actually happens, right? But you're a piece of shit and you should die. And the the thing is, is like but I don't know. This law is not about rape. No, but in some ways it, it is. It can be. Yeah. Yes. The thing is, is like the problem with it ultimately is that neither of us are lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> and like honestly, we don't. Neither know that of us much. are what? We're not lawyers, and we're not rapists. And like, I'm a lawyer and a rapist. That's weird. A <laughs> lapist. Um, I just <laughs> <laughs> lapist. We just invented something new, and someone no, I mean, someone just got really it's offended. Just like, it's like it's like I I understand the I understand like discussing it 
and we can discuss it. But the problem is, like, I think both of us agree in a certain way, but I'm also very, like, the way that I approach that kind of thing, especially, like, when it comes to anybody's sexual rights, is that, like, I would rather err on the side of caution than the side of romance any day. Because one person's romance is another person's, uh, my life is fucking ruined because I feel like I was assaulted. I agree with that, but I just, I guess I just have so many experiences and times when it's like. Yeah, but you also have met tons of of girls who have been, tons of men and boys and whatever who have been assaulted. Like, just from, like, going out on tour and stuff, you've met girls who, and boys and whatever, who like your band because you helped them through times. And, like, a lot of that probably may have stemmed from that. And they may have told you about it. So, like, the, the thing is, is, like, you have to be cognizant and recognize that even if somebody seems like they're entering into that with a clear head, maybe they're not. And the thing with the guy at the college, that's fucked up and that's stupid because there's obvious evidence that she was like, I'm that's, going to there to do this thing. That is sexism. Right. Exactly. And, and that people, is people but, for some reason have a hard time talking about sexism when it comes from a male to a male. I mean, I got a lot of hard times with it, <laughs> but like, like I said, 99% of sexism is towards females. Yeah, it is. But it still exists towards males. Well, it's the same thing as, like, you've, like, it's the the thing where you hear a lot about, like, where a woman gets raped or whatever. But if a dude comes out and says a woman raped him, everybody just laughs at him, like, come on, you, you know, you got to have sex. And it's like, well, it's not the same. It doesn't matter. It affects people negatively no matter what. Like, uh, there was uh, that teacher that raped those boys. Yeah. And on the local news station, we have 700WW, there was like, those kids should have been stoked. Yeah, and, I'm like, and it's like, no. Really? They should they have. have. Because Do I you understand? Like, this is a thing like I've thought about a lot because there's, I mean, there's a lot of it. Is that like, when things happen, no matter if you're a, a guy or girl, when things happen, if it happens before you're ready for it, that can literally destroy your entire life. So, I mean, it's like, did those boys get to get off and probably have like a good time and have sex? Yes, but it's gonna fuck their head up yeah. for the rest of their life. No, and it did, obviously. Like, I mean, it's the same thing as like, okay, so what? Because uh, like, if if there was such a thing, so if 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 we put this in the same ballpark as like Catholicism, like Catholic priests or like child molesters and whatever, so like. If there were women priests and they molested a little boy, would you be, would everybody be like, "Come on"? <laughs> well, I had you some, know. I had some teachers in high school that I thought were pretty cute. I can tell you right now, if I had sex with them, would have fucked my life. Up. Right? No, but what I'm saying is, like, if you put it in the context of the thing that everybody gets disgusted by, but you flip it around to the thing that everybody thinks is a societal norm of like, oh yeah, men always want sex even when they're a little kid. No, that's not fucking true. Like you, it's why well, you don't like fucking man? Yeah, of course I do. But I'm also an adult who can make my own decisions. <laughs> right. I'm not a six year old boy. You know what I mean? Like it's so stupid and yet they would totally frame it that way. But they they just it, the problem is is like with a with a societal issue this large, 
which this is probably one of the biggest ones that faces us as far as the quality goes. Sometimes it's better to be overly cautious than it is to just be like, okay, people are going to understand things. Because if you look at people by and large, they don't get shit. She's a fucking idiot. You fucking girls. How do you set off a fire alarm making grilled cheese? And why are you making grilled cheese in my fucking house without asking me? <laughs> you set off a fire alarm making grilled cheese? Oh, my fucking God. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so listen. I hope you guys are really happy with this interruption and also the annoying noise that accompanies it. That beep from a fire alarm from grilled cheese. <laughs> anyway, listen. I'm glad that I'm just letting people run riot through my fucking house that I <laughs> just moved into two months ago. Well, and this is our nice recording studio. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't burn down while Lauren's yeah, my... trying to make grilled cheese. Um, so listen, I burped again. I'm sorry. Well, this is the thing. is like we're not going to be able to solve this by any means. But if people have something to say about it, they should write in. Whether it's like on either side, which I don't think we're on a different side. I think we agree with each other. It's just I'm... I'm more willing to accept that law just because it may – maybe there will be a couple of things like that guy at the college that are bad. But by and large, it yeah. might actually help a lot of people. Yeah, if you agree with that law, disagree with that law, whatever you feel about the yes means yes law in California, write in and tell us about it. Because right. it's not that I'm against the law. It's that I'm just against the idea of people getting expelled and going to jail – over things that aren't bad. No, yeah. And when you have a girl that says, do you have a condom? Then texts her female friend and says, I'm going to this guy's house to have sex with him. Right. And then the next day says, no, I think I was raped. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. You weren't raped. You had a bad experience. You made yeah. a bad decision. And, and you it don't sucks, deal with and it. I feel bad for you, and I'm sorry, but you were not raped. Right. Because there's people in our country getting trapped down dark alleyways, getting held with knives and guns, getting actually raped. Yeah. And if you want to compare yourself to one of them in that situation, you're right. a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, completely Like agree you're with a that. complete piece of shit. Yeah. Because you got drunk, texted someone, and said you were going to have sex. You made a mistake. You knew it. You don't want to and you're an take asshole. responsibility for what you did. So, And like I said, rape is the worst thing ever. It might be worse than murder, but it's one of the top two. If you're an actual rapist or you rape somebody, I think you should die. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to finish that by going, uh, please write into the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should die. But when you're a girl that texts somebody and says, I'm going to have sex with this guy. And there's texts that show that say, do you have a condom? You got drunk and made a mistake. Yeah. You didn't get raped. And and I feel like it's such a big issue because there's so many people that say they got raped that didn't. It's yeah. just called drunk sex. Right. People get drunk and fuck all the time. Yeah, that's it's how normal. most of Kentucky was made. That so. that, that, that is Kentucky. <laughs> And that's not rape. And I mean, some of it might be. And like no, absolutely. I, and I think like that's the big issue and where that all lies is like, how do you differentiate? And like that's 
what this law is trying to help. But the problem is, is like laws themselves are so malleable and able to be changed or not changed, but able to be spoken around and, and, and bent in such a way by lawyers and stuff that it seems like, oh, yeah, that's what they meant. That was their intention. Right. When it wasn't. What their intention is, is like, yeah, if somebody takes advantage of you, you should be able to say the next day, hey, uh, this person did something I didn't want. Absolutely. But that, what happens is is the problem is is like it gets used in bad ways. Like it gets used in shitty ways that hurt people. And that's just it. Like rape is the worst thing ever. Right. But lying about rape is bad too. Yeah. It's not cool. There yeah, there should still be some protection for people who get falsely accused of crimes, but I mean that's a whole nother fucking thing. But that's that. Let's move on for a second. Well, we should probably wrap up because we've been going for two and a half hours. <laughs> well, two and a half hours is good because we're helping somebody through their work or school day. Yeah. Let's finish here with, uh, let me tell you about something. The Evil Within. Yeah. The Evil Within is the new video game on PS4, Xbox One, or Steam. Yeah. It's made by the guy who made the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And it's incredible. Have you played it all? Uh, no, I I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to. Really? Well, it's not because I have like a thing against like horror games or anything like that. I'm fine with them, but like, it's not my favorite genre, you know. Right. And like, even though I like Resident Evil, like, I'd rather just wait for like the new Silent Hill to come out. To be honest, like, I'm gonna tell you though, you go within is shockingly surprising. The Evil Within is basically the new Resident Evil. Like, you can take out the characters, but it's the same creator. Yeah. And the same dynamics, just with modern-day graphics and controls. Does it have Barry Burton in it? No. Then I'm not interested. (laughs) (laughs) You, the master of unlocking. (laughs) You were almost a Jill sandwich. (laughs) No, but I mean... The Evil Within is the new Resident Evil. Right, yeah. You can call it what you want, but that's right. what it is. No, you're right. I, and there's I, different I characters. But fuck, man. The game, about 15 to 16 hours long. Me and my roommate Josh have been playing it. We're about nine hours in. It's creepy. It's fun. There's puzzles and action. Is it and any, like, is it any good, though? Because, like, I heard, like, the things I've been reading about are, like, the characters are boring as shit. Like, no, the characters aren't boring. I think what bothers a lot of people, but I like, and I haven't gotten to the end yet, so I don't really know the full story, Yeah. but like you'll be in a place and beat a boss or something will happen, and all of a sudden like your brain goes crazy, this guy comes to you, and you're just in a different place, Yeah. which is cool, because you're not in the same location by any means the whole game. You're in a different location every single mission. Yeah. And you start to, like, read these bulletins, and you realize they're about yourself. So it'll be, like, child fire at this house, and then you're at that house the next level, or a mental hospital, or a church, or outside during the day. It's not even all darker at night. So they're doing, like, the Silent Hill 2 Max Payne, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like Max Payne, and, like, you could just literally be in the middle of a level. Mm-hmm. And the main bad guy will show up and just transport you somewhere else. And all of a sudden, like, at one point in the game, literally, you're playing. And then something happens, and you're in the middle of a field of, like, 
pretty sunflowers yeah. with a barn. Yeah. And you got to go to the barn and then take care of that. But it's amazing. Like, I, it's the best game I've played in months. I feel like even, like, hearing your description of it, I could probably figure out what the ending is. The ending is either probably you're the mental patient the whole time. Yeah, most likely. Or Shutter Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. I agree with that. And I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Because we'll have a beating in the next two days or so. Because me and my roommate have been playing it like five hours a day. Right. It's about a 15 hour game. But it's a great game. Yeah. So. If you're no, I mean, the, I'd be interested. If you're on the fence like, about it, get the evil within. Because, man, it. If you like Resident Evil, it is a new Resident Evil. I'm just on the fence about it because, like, uh, there's about, mm, like, four or five games coming out in the next month that I want to buy really bad. Same. I need to, so, get, I need like, to get Grand Theft Auto Five on New Generation. I need to get Far Cry 4. I need yeah. to get Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. So many games coming out. Uh, I want to play Dragon Age Inquisition Dragon so Age bad. looks awesome. Uh and Far Cry 4. Like, those are the two that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, to. in Far Cry 4, I can ride on an elephant. We'll shoot in a rocket launcher. So yeah. that wins. There's one elephant that has a Gatling gun on it, which is the <laughs> That's all that matters. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But no, The Evil Within is incredible. Like, when I leave here, I'm going to go home and play it with Josh. Yeah. I, I'll i probably end up buying it, like, sometime down the road when it's on Steam for, like, you should, man. $2 it's, or whatever. If you like Resident Evil, it is a new Resident Evil. Like, they don't call it that. But it's the guy that made Resident Evil 4, which was the last great one. And he well, he's also the guy who created Resident Evil, right? Like He did Resident Evil 1, 2, and 4, which yeah. are, A, the three best ones. Yeah. Well, no, Code Veronica is pretty good. It is good. But 1, 2, and 4 are incredible. Yeah. And he made The Evil Within, and it's a new Resident Evil, just different characters. Like, the puzzles are similar. It's just more high tech. It's more fast paced. Who said the puzzles are basically non-existent? Then they're a little bit find smarter. This eye, find this jewel that goes in the eye of this lion. Well, no, there's still that. There's still that. Yeah. Like find these three pieces that go on this Mayan Ugh, thing. So annoying. And then a guy with a safe as a face will come after you, and you'll kill him four times, and it won't matter. Won't matter. That's why I'm glad I'm just playing Shadow of Mordor because it's so much more, more fun. No, it's not more fun. No, it's pretty much more fun. No, The Evil Within is very <laughs> fun. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to go and play it right now or watch Monday Night Football. Yeah, well, it's about, well, it already just started. Right? Are you going to – you might win. Yeah, I know. I'm actually Your gonna, first win I'm of the entire season. Win. I'm actually going to win a, a fantasy Just, game. Justin in our fantasy football league is 0-6. Which has made no sense because I keep having really good weeks, and then some asshole on the other team has like the best week he's ever and had. And that's what's funny is Justin's fantasy football team has a good lineup. Yeah, it does. But, but he's 0-6. But this week, I think you might the, win. The saddest part is I'm going to win 70-64. to 64. Like, it's not even a good score. It's a shit score for that. But whatever. I mean, I think I you might I win, win, I win. You might win this week. Oh, I'm going to win one way or the other. What, what does that mean? Yes doesn't mean yes here. I'd like to tell you something. <laughs> okay. Who are you? No, but, uh, no, the Evil Within is awesome, and... We got more to talk about in questions, and we'll get to them next time. So uh, uh, yeah, let's also, wrap it if up. anybody has um, if anybody has any interest in seeing us do a live show this coming Sunday, which if you hopefully you listen to it before then, let us know 
We might throw it together before we might. the uh, final Cincinnati mixtape show. If not, we'll just do it on Monday on Skype. Yeah, true. Because we're going to do it no matter what because we don't fucking give up. Because this <laughs> podcast <laughs> is for happening? fucking true believers. What is going on? <laughs> are, you, are you giving a Bill Pullman type speech from Independence Day right now? We do not give up at Big Snackers. <laughs> we go on and we do episodes even if people don't want them. <laughs> Literally, because it happens every week. <laughs> because if you don't want it, you're getting it anyways. Uh, yeah. And that's called No Means Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the final song this week. We talked about it. It has to be. What? I know. I'm just I'm just laughing at what it is. What? Is R. Kelly, right? We talked about R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly. <laughs> the Ignition Remix, which is one of the best songs ever made. And I'm not being ironic. If you hear this right now and don't think it's almost a perfect pop song, then your head is fucked up. <laughs> I think that the thing is, is what's funny about doing this is that everyone's heard that song. It doesn't matter because they're going to listen to it right now and they're going to fucking jam out. No, I'm not trying to be rude. (laughs) Well, they're about to hear it. Don't spoil it for them. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, do all the stuff. Rate us on iTunes. Follow us us on on Twitter. Talk to us. Shut the fuck up about it. Shut the fuck up. Um... (laughs) Follow us on Twitter. Rate us on iTunes. Don't burn grilled cheese in my house. Stop um, making grilled cheese with your red American horror story hair. Are you having a thing? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. We Here's will, uh, R. Kelly, the remix to Ignition. Yeah, Please we'll tell your friends about us. Thank you for Please listening. Please tell your friends about R. Kelly. <laughs> Please tell your friends about R. Kelly. Please spread the word Peeing about on Kelly. children. And, and uh, never getting in trouble for it. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> never getting arrested even though he peed on a child. That's yeah, fine. Because he just had to come, man. Well, You, you know to... what sometimes Big Snackers fans? Sometimes you <laughs> don't just say, have... Don't say it. <laughs> you just have to come. Oh, my God. All right. Bye, everyone. Now, usually Bye. I don't do this, but... uh. Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix Now I'm not trying to be rude But hey pretty girl, I'm feeling you The way you do the things you do Reminds me of my Lexus cool That's why I'm all up in your grill Trying to get you to a hotel You must be a football coach The way you got me playing the field So baby give me that And let me get that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying I'm ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like so what I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend Baby I'm about to have me some fun Bounce, 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 bounce Bounce, bounce, bounce it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out them clothes Privacy's on the door But still they can hear you screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me give you that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying I'm ready, yo. It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like so what I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend Baby I'm about to have me some fun Crystal pop 
Trapping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got juking all night Then after the show It's the after party Then after the party It's the hotel lobby Around about four you gotta Fill the lobby Take it to your room and Can I get a Can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 